Thursday. I'm Drew Berkowitz. At least last time I checked, this is my show. Tom not with us to start. He'll be with us in a little bit. Disco and I here holding the fort down. Going to be a fun night. It's our Friday around these parts, which means things are probably going to get crazy. You kind of know where things go on Thursdays. Uh, pretty much every day, I guess it's no I was going to say, is it only on Thursdays yeah, that we really go crazy? Not. I say that every week. And people are like, it's that way Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, hope you're on Rumble with us. Rumble.com forward slash Drew Berkowitz. That's where the most engagement happens. We're glad to have you wherever you are. Please sit back, enjoy, engage on that platform. But we'd love for you to come over to Rumble. Again, it's Rumble.com forward slash Drew Berkowitz. Hit that like button. Whichever platform you're on, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, again, so glad to have you here. Lots we're going to get into today. We got some some more stuff on Biden and G's visit. We've got the DNC uh, headquarters that was stormed last evening by some very peaceful protesters on the left. Such such kind people they are. We've got, of course, that's memetastic today. We've got uh, a Chip Roy clip that we're going to play. We've got. Pick six with Nate Juggalo later. We've got Welcome to Absurdia with our, our resident interesting fella, Tom, uh, who's going to bring, bring us some stories. Again, I don't know what they are. Uh, so we're, we're going to do all that. There's tons we're going to get to today. Always, I feel like we're always cramming a ton in on Thursdays. Like last night, we ended a little bit early. Yes, I had something I had to do, but also it was a little bit of a quieter day. Uh, Thursdays never work out that way. No, no, because we have just the extra segments. Yes. It just, you know. that's how it goes. I, what I love about what I, I've been learning, like, at first I was like, I don't know about Absurdia when we were, like, just projecting it, but now I love it. It's a fun thing. It's and a fun thing. Hopefully you guys like it. Let us know. You got to let us know on segments and stuff like that. By the way, the post-show press conference is going to come back in a different form, in a social media form, that is. We're not going to do it as much on the shows because we're running out of time to do stuff. But um, let us, I mean, you got to let us know. You got to let us know in the chats and, and you can send emails to producer at redbeachmedia.com. Let us know where you feel about things. Sorry, Barb is like Texas. Last night I walked in to a bag of dicks. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, Barb, Barb also said earlier in the chat, I saw it, and we're so glad you're here, Barb. You know, I'm trying not to do this. You, Barb's trying not to do some of these shows as much just to keep your blood pressure down. Uh, you know, we, we, we try and pivot and go to some different areas some of it's still maddening even the stuff in absurdia for example but yeah i mean yesterday we were talking about some great gift ideas it's the holiday season yeah. <laughs> so we've why not we've we've got all sorts of uh things that we do so thanks for being here um <clears throat> before we get started please to tell you that this hour is brought to you commercial free by american alternative assets as it has been most of this year uh great partners over there and great people that you should talk to things not going so great with the economy the forecast of where things are going down the road, not great either. Sorry, not trying to raise anyone's blood pressure, but they're not. They're not great right now. Um, and with that, you've got to look at how you're, <clears throat> excuse me, handling your savings and what you're doing with your savings. You've worked your butt off to get to this point, whether it's in your company 401k, you know, a SEP account, an IRA, where, wherever those funds might be or a combination of all of them, you got to make sure to protect them. So give my friends at American Alternative Assets a call. They can walk you through it, or you can fill out the form online, and then they'll call you. But call 833, the number two USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465, or visit Protect from Biden. Again, a conversation, guys, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to have the conversation, so do it. Figure out what makes the most sense for you. And, and, and look, <clears throat> I'll be honest, this isn't, uh, they don't probably want me saying this. It might not be the thing for you. But I think it's something to look into. It's a smart thing uh, that you should definitely talk about. Um, okay, let's get to, Barb, I'll answer that co coin club. We've got some updates coming on that, too. 
There's a couple. So we were ready to do. I'll just do it real quick. We are ready to bring back booze and banter this week. There's a couple things administratively that we're working on behind the scenes at the network, not the show and not here in our studio um, that might change that. So what we we almost released it this week and then pivoted because depending on a couple other changes, we don't want to start it and then be like, just kidding. We're changing it and going um, at a different time or a different way. So bear with us there's, that, there's more the news shot. coming on that we're also bringing back some some db merch yeah that's the shot we'll be over there hanging out doing some 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 drinks together talking about stuff hi um <clears throat> but um we'll uh we'll, we'll give you an update on that very soon uh again we are going to start bringing back some db merch stuff uh some for for members but also for people that they can buy not just stuff related to the show but some other fun things uh in there I mean, we've got all this merch machine we might as well yeah might as well put it to so work. I, I, real quick you were talking about blood pressure yeah i was at the the dentist Where, today of course, they do that now yeah and she takes my blood pressure and i was like it's gonna be high she goes why i'm like well yeah, there's a lot like you don't know where i work there's been a lot going on i'm going at home and she's like you're gonna be fine and then she takes she's like wow i'm like yeah I told you. <laughs> well, did I tell you I was talking to this guy at the? Here we are for first first segue. Of Why not? The, welcome to this is my show. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm at the Florida Georgia game, and if I told this story, I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell it again. But I, I was I was ta- we're in my buddy and I are there, and we're getting some drinks in in the in, there's like a club section. I didn't pay for the tickets, but we're in like the club section. I get some drinks, and then we're going to go back out and we get caught up in this conversation because that's what happens. Um, you know, just strike up random conversations with random people. And all of a sudden I'm talking to this retired dentist. And then I, I we were sitting there and talk, we have like a damn near a quarter sitting there talking to him and his daughters, sweet gals who go to university of Florida, uh, which I'm not a big fan of, but <clears throat> good for them. But they, he, I was asking him, we start talking, he's retired now and lives in Texas, but used to practice in South Florida. I'm like, Hey bro, can you just, <laughs> can you tell me why you guys all worked out? I was like, did you do it? He was like, oh yeah, we definitely did. You could tell he was like ardent about it. I'm like, why? Because it's, it scares people. Most people get white coat syndrome and most people don't expect it at the dentist. I get total health and I get that you're trying to do your part. And he had a good explanation. He's like, look, we've sent some people to the ER because it was so high, like two hundreds and up. And we're like, you need to go either get this fixed or something bad's about to happen kind of a thing. And they've been like, we're, we helped some people. So, Okay. Um, but still, why? But still, <laughs> but still <laughs> I like. I just. I'm not a fan because here's what happens. Here's what happens. I'm. I. I. I run at seven million miles per hour. I run multiple companies. I have lots of people whose lives depend on companies working. It's super stressful, and I don't like doctors. I don't like that kind of stuff in the first place. And somehow I've survived all the crazy ass shit I've done in my life. But I. But I. I always kind of assume the worst, which is awful. So you, you do that. And then it's like, they're asking me dental questions. Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Cause I'm going to die. My blood pressure's <laughs> through the roof. It's like, you've sent me into a whole different place now and ruined my day. I already didn't want to go to the dentist. And now you're telling me I've got a significant problem. And then if they do it and they, and they check it again, it's like, Oh, now it's 120 over 80. I'm like, yeah, it, it, it comes down, but you sent the, me into panic. Yeah, the you initial have they asked you to do, you know, any other checks? At the dentist? Yeah. No. Good. It must have just been me. No. Um, <laughs> they did put me in this machine, though, that, like, scanned my brain. I was like, this is a CAT scan? Like, no, it's just for the teeth. I was like, but it's this machine. <laughs> you, like, put your head in. And it was Look, so- it looks like you tore your ACL. Yeah. What? <laughs> I literally was like, are you, are you guys checking to see if I have a brain? And then, like, everyone in the office laughed. And I was like, 
is this a question you get asked all the time? They go, no, that's why we all laugh. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, Judy says we need hoodies. We're going to have them. Ooh, we have yes. the technology. We do. Uh, we actually have a couple that we're testing with right now. I got to get the right, you know, the right feel and material. Yeah. Um, so we will have them. And, and we're also going to soon, yes, we're, we're also going to, because we're good people, kind-hearted Americans, we're going to offer our stuff at fair prices because most people out there, and I, we've been a part of it too. I'm not, I'm not going to even pretend we haven't. Um, but most people just charge so much for shirts and ho- all this kind of stuff. We, we got to obviously cover stuff, but we have the technology right here in the studio. So we can do it faster, better, cheaper than other places. Uh, not cheaper. I feel like this quality. was like a Under Armour commercial. Faster, better, stronger. What is it? Um, we must protect this house. Must protect this house. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it, um, but, it, but it, it eluded me. Okay, let's get into some of the show here, though, because we have a ton to get to. Let's get to the news, Chris. So as the show was happening last night, we were all here having a grand old time talking about some things that granted did get inappropriate, went off the rails. It was not designed to go that way, but it but it happened. Um, was it though? <laughs> it was still it was a great time. Uh, there's some people still talking about it now. They're like, so there are gummies? Like, yes, there's gummies and there's chocolates. Um, <clears throat> But you had, during the show last night, left-wing agitators, pro-Hamas activists who tried to storm the DNC headquarters in D.C. last night. We've got a couple clips, but here's what it looked like. One thing that I am like glad to see, not that I'm glad to see protesters, but the amount of police force that was there, it was like a like, hey, we need them here. Like they were there, they were there in number. Yeah. As opposed to being like, it's gonna be fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it it got big. It got out of control again from the party who's so kind and peaceful, right? They're all about loving everyone. That's what they say. Uh, Not true at all. More on that in a second here. But. People excited about hoodies. I little did I know. I mean, that's so easy for us to do. But it's the it's the season. Tis the season Tis for the hoodies. Season. Tis the season. All right. Well, Dis- Disco and I will have a meeting later tonight. We have a late night meeting on Thursdays. We will discuss. We will try and progress this ahead. I just don't like the like the sweater like sleeve part. That's the only part I don't. Well, like. there's different ways. I know. To do I'm it. just I saying. Mean, we've got access. We all have yeah. all these distributors. We can get damn near anything. Um, before we continue this conversation, here was another view of the evening. You can see lots of law enforcement in the background. This one's not as up close and personal, but let's just play it for context, and then we'll we'll continue on. So no audio on this one, but you can see law enforcement rushing to the scene because things are getting out of, out of control quick. So many red and blue lights lighting up the skyline. <laughs> just another another night in our nation's capital, right? I just so, feel like that person filming is like, I don't want to go over there, but I'm yep. just still going to film it. <laughs> I'm still going to get this on camera. But but you have this, and, and there's a lot. You, you've probably seen a lot of the footage on, online. Um, hope, hopefully you haven't. Hopefully you, you turned the show off last night and, and poured a, a cocktail or a cup of tea or whatever you do in the evening and chilled with your loved ones. Or, or if you were home alone, you just chilled and, and sat in front of the fire. I don't know. Something peaceful. But 
there's tons of this happening. There was tons of, of just craziness ensuing for the party that, again, says how, how they're just all about love and peace and equality and different genders and people being able to identify as a bookcase or a dinosaur. I mean, that's who they are. This chick here, they were all, by the way, wearing the same shirt, which should, should tell you something. All these things are so organized, so planned, all of that. But this chick here tries to explain why they're protesting. Let's, let's take a listen to her. I love that. Hold on. I, we can't finish what you're talking about because there's an outrage moment happening over here. Outrage in their mind. Did you say peaceful protesters? Not, not. Judy, is, Drew, do you have a cigar or is your set on fire? <laughs> uh, I have a cigar. I have a cigar. Every once in a while, we decide just to stink up the studios. Why not? These new fancy air things that are supposed to suck it up. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. But uh, the set's not on fire. We are, at least for now, it's not. <laughs> um, I mean, you never know. <laughs> yeah, let's see where Thursday takes us. But I love they, they have to leave and go go capture people being arrested because then they get mad about that. Oh, you're, you're, you're shoving law enforcement. You're, you're pepper spraying them. You're assaulting them, which did happen last night, by the way. And, and then they're, they're mad about this. Yeah, as Judy says. But January 6th was the worst event ever. Um, salty asking, were there arrests? But man, uh, tank tops. By the way, disco tank tops too. Roger so he wants tank right. tops. But <clears throat> duly noted. But she said at the beginning, going back to her her words that she tried speaking there. She said that the Democrats just take this in for a second. The Democrats are the party of life. If that's not the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, <laughs> I mean the the left, most of the left, but particularly the radical left. They've, they've become the, a death cult. I mean, they literally, like, worship at the bloody altar of abortion. That's who they are. They're in favor of post-birth abortions, which is, should be considered murder. Isn't there one state, like, up to a year right now that they're looking to pass? Yeah. Well, in Ohio just passed yeah. one that was up until—I mean, there's so many that are doing it. It's, it's not—sadly, it's, it's, it's not an exclusive club. It's a broadening club. I mean, these, but these people, they're all about killing babies and abortion, and they don't think of it that way because they're just heartless, soulless people. But they're for that. They're for, this is the party that's for puberty blockers and genital mutilation of our children. They're, they're, they're into, and they speak about killing off most of humanity to save the planet. I mean, literally, they say these things out loud all the time, and then they, they rest on their laurels and are like, but we're the party of love, <laughs> peace, and life. We're about life. That it's it's just utterly astonishing to me that you can have someone, anyone on their side make such claims. Again, I, I would give so much more credit if they would own up. This is politicians. This is people who go do those stupid protests, all of that. I, I would give them so much more credit if they would say, look, here's the deal. 
We're all about killing babies. We want to reduce the population in the name of climate change, which isn't real, but we're pushing that and or we've been fed that. So we're going to go with that lie or we're just emotionally tied up in it. And no one liked me growing up. So I feel a part of this crew. So I'm willing to say whatever, hold whatever sign, wear whatever T-shirt, just own who you are. But that they're not, man. They're not. That's this. This is this is who they are. This is who they are. They're the party that you've got. Was it Massachusetts? I forget the state. Massachusetts, I think, that has a state, uh, a school flying the freaking Palestinian flag. Like we've got people who are so on the wrong side of things, and they and they cannot be convinced otherwise. They think that they're absolutely right. There's a lot of people in history who thought they were on the right side of things, who did atrocious things and had atrocious beliefs. That is the left of today. Yeah, it just it just is. Well, I mean, it's the what's the old saying? Uh, actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many times they say we're the party of peace or we're peaceful. We love you know love everyone, everything. Okay, then show it to us as opposed because right now what you're showing us is not that right at all. Because uh, I was watching again, been on the, the the Today Show kick. I actually it's been a it's been four years since I've watched the Today Show, but the last few mornings we've been watching it with my wife and I just watching it just to see what's going on, getting her caught up on what's been going on. And uh, they did say, they're like, hey, you know, we had, remember the the, the other day, uh, all the, you know, the the pro-Israel people were there on in, DC, the, yeah. in D.C. Yeah. And they said it was a very peaceful, like, event. Went off without a hitch. There was no, everything was fine. They spoke what they were, what they believed in, and there it was. And that shows, their actions show that they were about peace and not, <laughs> tyr- like, tyranny or insurrection or anything. They showed, hey, we just want them to stop because we, we want our people to live right now. Yeah. If you're about that, then show up at that building and just stand there and be peaceful. But right. no, w- w- I say it all the time. A person is smart, people are dumb. And right now, those people are showing us that, that they're dumb. Oh, man, they're the dumbest. We've got some—this <clears throat> sounds mean, but I, I really just believe it's true. We have some of the dumbest people walking around on the planet now that we've ever had walking around in mass, in big numbers. Yeah. It's not the whole—it's not as big as you think. You know, part of it's because we have social media and we have access to all this stuff, so you see it everywhere. But, you, I mean— you. <laughs> You, you've got such a huge concentration of people who do this. And you see it. I mean, you see it. We play clips all the time. I hate playing them, but I also want to play them. So we see what we're facing, what we're up against, what our younger generations think of life. You know, they claim that they're for it. Obviously, they're not. But what they think of capitalism, what they think of the Constitution, moreover, what they think of God, what they think of all the things that are important to to us, <clears throat> they, excuse me, they they are just so far off it. We, we are. We're, Colty, we literally are living in bizarro world. And people talking about <clears throat> in the chat, you know, what was the response to this? What are people saying? Not much. There's people who are in the conservative echo chambers who, God bless them. And, and look, we, we live and operate in conservative media. I like to think that we're a little bit more centered than some conservative media. Not centered in like an establishment way, but just a little bit more reasonable. But but outside of some people screaming about it on 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 Twitter, there there's there is no real response to this. It's just that's just normal. It's no big deal. It's mostly they, they literally. I mean, we'll never forget the Chiron from CNN during Minneapolis, <laughs> mostly peaceful protests. It's on as the fire. city was literally burning down. There was a precinct, a police precinct, burning down in the background. Now I, I have a question. It's an unofficial question of the day. It's for you guys in the audience, also you, Drew. But I would love to hear what your what your answer to this, Drew, would be is. Before social media, because right now Tom always says people are walking around at an eight. Yeah. 
Do you think before social media, everyone was walk, walking around an eight, but we just didn't know it because we didn't have that instant access of, oh, here, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm eating. Here's what I'm doing. Now we have that access. Now, do you think that's bumped us up to the eight or have we always been there? We just didn't know it because we didn't have the access to it. Right. I, I, I think, no, I think, I think the world was simpler. I, I'm a firm believer that we're supposed to live and experience smaller communities. And, and we did to a certain extent, not, not to the extent we should, but I think you go back to like biblical times. I think that's where it's supposed to be. I know I've shared this, this, this viewpoint before, but I don't think our hearts are literally supposed to consume all that we, in our, our minds, all that we consume on a daily basis. I just don't think that's how we were designed, but enter in mankind and how we screw up everything Thanks, Adam. Um, and and you 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 then get access to all this stuff, so it ratchets it up. So I think before people were probably walking around higher than they should have been, but I don't I don't think that they were at an eight before. I think that now they were maybe pre, obviously pre you know had that disposition where they were ready to to ratchet it up. But you just have access to everything. It's like this pisses me off. That pisses me off. Where if you and I, I mean, I, I can think of, my, I haven't been on vacation with my wife in years and years. We went down to Aruba. I don't even remember what year that was. It's been too long. I don't think I knew you then. No, no. It was, it was, it was in like the last five years. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe it's been longer and it's just yeah, that bad. I don't know. But, but it's, it's, it, you did know me. It's, it's, but you go down there and Aruba, you throw your phone. Jamaica. Sorry. Just <laughs> you throw your phone away and you're in, in, Blue water, hanging out at the beach, you know, it's just that Caribbean kind of environment. And but the point is, is you're away from all the stuff. It's Everything. like, what are we doing today? Well, we're gonna go boating, then we're gonna just chill on the beach, then we're gonna go do eat some food, then we're gonna go back to the beach, then we're gonna do this, then we're gonna go to dinner, whatever. And it's chill and you, you point being you detach. You, it doesn't yeah. have to be in Aruba to do that. You can go to a cabin in in Tennessee, you can go to freaking Pigeon Forge or something like that and do it. But you detach and you realize how quickly it comes back down. I mean, this thing right here is the worst invention. It's kind of see keeper. Keeper. <laughs> but the worst invention ever. No. I mean, the, the computers and the internet, obviously, is, is kind of the, the reason for that. But this right here, it gives us bad news. It distracts us from our family members, our spouses. It distracts us from friends. It distracts us from from all this stuff. So to answer your question in the longest form ever, I say, no, I don't think we were walking around at an eight before. I think it's, we see just how bad humanity is. We see how bad our enemies are. We see how bad all of that stuff is. And we see it all the time now. So now you're like, and then people tell you how wrong you are. I mean, right down to not just political stuff. It's not a Trump versus Biden or Trump no. versus Hillary. It's not even, you know, BLM crap or Antifa crap. It's like, why would you cheer for that team? Why would you eat that for lunch? Well, I would ask, why did you post it for lunch, on social media? What you ate for? But all of that stuff, people just, now they just want to be mad about something. No, I, I've met people and talked with them, you know, around town. Like, cause if, on a, you know, on a weekday, if I'm, if I'm not, uh, I take my girls to, like to the store and like, oh, why aren't you girls in school today? It was like, oh, well, we're homeschooled. And then there's some people you can tell, they're like, good for you. Awesome, but majority is well, that's that's weird. I that's don't know weird conversation. Yeah, like I, I don't know how to I don't know how to answer that. And you're like, okay, you're like why 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 would you homeschool your your daughters? Because I want to make sure that they're getting a sound education, 
and they're not getting sold to one thing. And like, hey, I get it. Someone could say, well, you're going to teach them what you want them to believe. And I could say till I'm blue in the face, they won't believe me. Right. I'm going to give my daughters the whole story and let them figure out what's going on. And that's the truth. And that's the one thing I love about it is because it's like, hey, girls, I remember once I was like, Dad, why is this like this? Well, look over at my wife. All right, we're going to have this conversation now. You're eight, not ready for it, but here you go. And then with them with the child's mind going, well, that's not right. Yeah. I'm glad you figured that out on your own, darling. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. No. As Mike says, the more connected we are, the further apart we we become. Oh, yeah. 100%. I hate it. If I didn't work in digital media, I would would get rid of so much crap. I'd have a flip phone. Yeah, flip phone. No social media, no none of that stuff. I just don't want it. Like I, I, I want, would, I would watch sports and hang out with my family. And, I want and the old Motorola. That, that'd be great. That'd be fun. Or just go back to the big like Zach. Moore. Oh yeah, the brick. Uh, oh yeah, the brick would be great. <laughs> but <clears throat> getting back to the 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 insurrection that happened at the DNC headquarters there with the radical left. You you. <laughs> As it pertains to the night, at least according to some reports, you had six Capitol Police officers that were injured um, in in last night's events. That number might be higher now. I don't know. Uh, but it was at least that at one point. You had cuts, bruises. Um, we're not talking like death. By the way, there also wasn't death at the so-called insurrection on January 6th. But there was cuts, bruises. You had officers that were pepper sprayed by the activists. You had officers that were punched and assaulted by the activists. That's all according to an official statement. So, so you, 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 and there's been people talking about this in the chat, I can see tonight, but it, it brings up the question, and we're all asking it, what's going to happen to these people? What's going to happen to the rioters of last night? And sadly, we all know the answer. And that answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing will happen. Judge Chutkin in D.C. or some other judge there, some other liberal judge, will be dismissing every case that comes before her, if she even gets them. There's not going to be enough cases in the first place that even reach her. But that's how the system works during a revolution. And that's kind of where we are. The criminals are set free, not prosecuted, so they can cause more chaos, because chaos is king when you're trying to overhaul a country. And then this also will cause the populace to beg the government to come in and protect them. That's when the real tyranny begins. It's a scary time. It's a real scary time. Then speaking of tyranny, our brain-rotting president was asked about President Xi, and here's what the potato had to say. Take a listen. No, I can't tell you. I won't tell you. Do you feel absolutely confident based on what you know yes. that Yes. And Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator to term uh, that you used earlier this year? Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that is based on a form of government totally different than ours. Anyway, it makes sense. Stop attacking U.S. forces and wiping the war. Do you feel So there's President Biden calling Xi a dictator after meeting with Xi. Now, look, he's correct. Yes, Xi is a dictator. And after that event right there, that moment right there, undoubtedly someone from the regime will be walking back Joe's comments 
at some point. Well, he didn't mean that when he said it. Right. <laughs> what he what he really meant was, I mean, they'll just change the definition, right? That's what the left does. Well, dictator now means um, it means something different. Not a president. What's ridiculous? <laughs> I mean, Democrats never want to offend bad guys. Joe, Joe can't help it because he's not in control of his mind. But but Democrats as a whole never want to offend bad guys, but they have no qualms about offending fellow Americans. It's actually kind of like their favorite pastime. It's like something they'd love to do. But what was remarkable about that, my favorite part uh, about everything that we just saw there and, and Biden's remarks is, 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 and you've maybe seen this online, but you flip the camera around. There's multiple, tons of press there, right? Because you've got President Biden and Xi Jinping in the same space. So there's tons of Q&As going on, tons of cameras, lots of press. And you flip it around, and you'll hear him say the same thing. And Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, is in the front row watching this all go down. And he, do we have, you have that? I just saw it. Yeah, and this okay. is it. It okay. just starts close it up. It starts close it? up. Yeah, yeah. So Anthony Blinken's in the first, look, look at his facial response as Biden says this. It is amazing. Take a look. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that he used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that based on Can you go back to that and just kind of scroll back to where he tilts his head? It's just amazing. It is. And by the way, well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that is based on a form of government totally different than ours. Anyway, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, literally, his body language says it all. It's amazing. I mean, he's literally like, oh my gosh, you dumbass. I can't believe you just, no, you didn't. Please tell me you didn't say that part out loud. I mean, he's yeah. already starting on the walk back statement, trying to figure out what he's going to say to his Chinese counterparts to fix this. It's got to be an exhilarating ride, if, if nothing else, to be a part of this administration, knowing you have this dude propped up, a dementia ridden dude propped up playing the role of president. And you just never know what's going to come out of his mouth. I can't imagine what Blinken's blood pressure is. Yeah, right. right now. I mean, you think ours is bad. <laughs> yeah. Take his. Like, oh, golly. Now, Remarkable. I, I mean, uh, I'm not a doctor. I, I went to school to be an EMT. This face right here, how it's like half smile, half not. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a medical doctor. Can't give medical advice. But it looks like he's he's had a stroke. Half his face only works. Only smiling on one end, the droop on the left side on his chin. Come on, he should not be running our nation. For having, you know, for, I mean, come on, no one would be doing that, also, right? Also, as Salty says, it looks like he's lost a tooth. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he 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 always talks a tough game. He gets mad at people and then threatens to fight them. Well, but it's um, also probably ice cream too, cavities. Cavities. You know? yeah. yeah. No, I mean, who knows? It, it, it is a creepy ass grin, um, for sure, Salty. But it's look, it's just not good. It's not good when you have to continually walk back statements like this. There's continually stuff like this happening, and it's just not a look, good look for America. And we can all say and pick on Joe and say the, the disaster that he is, and he is. He's, he's, he's the, in my view, the worst president in the history of the United States of America. 
and he's he's taking us he's being used to take us down the worst path we've ever gone in the history of our of our once great country but it's just it's it's astonishing but he's not done let's let, let let's let's continue on with his little journey here after after the summit with with Xi Jinping because he tried to speak about fentanyl because they had discussed fentanyl China's involvement in fentanyl flowing into our country and things remarkably kind of got worse take a listen and by the way uh, you know I won't I guess I shouldn't identify where it occurred but John I know uh, two people near where I live their kids literally as that strange they woke up dead someone had inserted in whether the young man did or not inserted in uh, uh, a drug he was taking fentanyl again I, I don't I hope you don't have any experience with knowing anyone but this is the largest killer people in that age category and uh, you know uh, did, I mean did you hear that in the middle, he referenced a story, like politicians often do to, to drive home a point, and talked about kids waking up dead. I mean, serious question, Joe. How do you wake up dead? Well, maybe he's saying, like, the parents are waking up to the children dead. But, but he no, he said the kids. Wake up dead. The kids. Yeah. They don't wake up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what fentanyl does. Yeah. You don't wake up. You can't wake up dead. You're either alive or you're dead. Remember when we were in Miami and we saw the billboard for one of the like STDs or whatever? Gonorrhea. Yeah, gonorrhea. It was a, it was a gonorrhea alert in yeah. the neighborhood we were well, staying that's in. Well, that's how it is in, in Albuquerque. There's billboards <laughs> that are like, look out for fentanyl. And it's in, in the, in, in, at that time, they were making it look like hard candy because kids were like, oh, it's candy. And then they'd take it and they'd die. And I remember when we went to, uh, we were driving through and we we're like, where are we staying at, Drew? <laughs> we were so, so scared. Well, but it's, but it's the same thing. When, when we lived out in New Mexico, it was like, why are we here? Like, oh my gosh. And it was just, I mean, I knew what was going on, but even for my wife, like, what do they mean by that? I'm like, I, <laughs> the kids are in the car. Let's not talk about it right now. <laughs> well, not only did we pull into that neighborhood in Miami and all around the neighborhood at bus stops and, and in public spaces were there gonorrhea alert warnings. But then we went to the house that we were renting <laughs> to film a documentary, a legit real documentary on war heroes and and found out that it had been used for porn the entire week prior. It was not a great feeling. No, it wasn't. Didn't sleep great that first night. No. It was uh, an, also an awkward call to my wife. Yes. <laughs> it's like, hey, so if I come home with crabs, just so you know, this is what happened. Not <laughs> my fault. <laughs> Not my fault. So an interesting thing we didn't talk about. We talked about this this summit yesterday, um, and, and obviously we have some today, too. But it was interesting because you, you read more of kind of the debrief of it. You, you get kind of more information that came out of it. And <clears throat> you had... Xi Jinping, who said that China doesn't want war with anyone and went on this whole thing about how he's he's all for peace and partnerships and relationships and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just going to read something from an article here just so you get some context. But it said China will not begin armed conflict with any nation, um, said Xi Jinping after the high stakes summits with U.S. President Joe Biden on Wednesday. Quote, China does not seek spheres of influence and will not fight a cold or hot war with any country, he told some of the folks that were there meeting with him in San Francisco. China, the world's second largest economy, has benefited from the U.S.-dominated global 
order, he said, adding that good relations between the two countries were vital for both sides. You would think. He said also, quote, I believe that once the door to China-U.S. relations is opened, it will not be closed again. Biden and Xi agreed at the summit in California to rejuvenate a relationship that has struggled in recent years and to bolster direct communications between the two men. Xi said China wanted to continue to improve its ties with Washington and assured his U.S. host that his country did not seek confrontation with anyone. The great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation cannot be achieved without a peaceful and stable international environment. He said, we will never revert to the beaten path of war, colonization, plundering or coercion uh, in pursuing modernization. So, I mean, that all sounds great. Yeah. Hey, cool. That sounds great. We, I mean, it would be nice to have partnerships and not have a huge state actor like China be our primary foe and enemy, them and Russia, of course, being the big two. But here's the deal, man. You can't trust the damn word he says. You can't trust what our guy says. You know, he's talking about we don't, we don't want colonization, plundering. Well, they're doing that all over the globe. Strip mining places. They're, I mean, they're taking advantage of, of, of small, underprivileged countries everywhere. Coercion is a big part of, of how they do things. He's saying they don't want any of that. Now, he's saying they don't want war. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I still think they want to take over Taiwan. I still see him drawing lines on where things are with Israel and Hamas. Uh, and really Israel and, and Iran. I see them drawing lines with Ukraine and Russia. So, I, I mean, tell your face, Xi, tell your policies what you just said there, because it would be great. Look, no one wants World War III or World War IV or any world war. No one wants massive conflict. No one wants the Middle East on fire or Eastern, European on, or Eastern Europe on fire. No one wants that. But that's not what your actions on a day-to-day -day basis, and from an intel perspective, working on the inside and seeing what they do on a daily basis, well, I mean, tell your operators that, because they're pretty damn aggressive. Well, yeah, it was—remember the whole—was it Taiwan? When they are like, we're not going to do anything in Taiwan, but then they were— <laughs> Had ships surrounding them. Oh, they're, surrounding they're them. Absolutely. It's like at some point going to do something. Now, look, would everyone be better if they could figure out how to make it work and have strategic trade alliances and this, that, and the other? Yes, of course. But that's not how the world works. You know why? Because there's a bunch of broken ass human beings running around everywhere making decisions. And everyone who gets a, a sniff of power or money wants more of it. And then it just, this is where we are. But, but all that sounds great. It's just, I, I would just, I, you guys are smart in this audience, but for people who are here for the first time, people listening in the car, if you, if you had this podcast shared with you and, and that's what you're doing, anyone can say anything. Again, remember, let's go back to earlier in the show. You have the, the, the crazy-ass Democrat activists who were assaulting police officers and storming their own party's headquarters last night, saying we're the party of life and peace and all of these things. And... Clearly, they're not. You don't have to be smart to realize they're not. Just like you don't have to be smart to realize that Xi is playing a long game. He's very strategic in how he does things. So is Putin. So are most world leaders. It's, you, can't, you can't fall for the soundbite. Exactly. And for me, you know, we've always talked about, like, with under Trump, we had peace through strength. And with what Xi, what Xi is saying here, I don't feel like it's a peace through strength. This is a... I don't know if anyone's ever said this before, but peace through because I have you in my pocket. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't want any war. We don't want to do. We're not going to be influenced by outside. We want peace. Right. That's great. Well, because he knows that he owns Biden. 
He owns everything. And that's the thing. Like, it's easy to say that when you're Mike, – Mike's saying it, too. Then why are they tra are training their soldiers in Canada? Yeah. Why are you putting – intelligence uh, bases in Cuba. Why are you opening a base in Tierra del Fuego and in, in, on the tip of South Africa or, or like South the... America? Excuse me. Why are you why are you doing anything that you're doing? Because they they know that they have D.C. under under their power. They know that they have everyone in their pockets and, and they don't actually need to fight, which is which is in, in some sense good because it's like, OK, great. We don't want to fight, but they don't need to fight to win. Yeah. Or the Chinese uh, police stations in New York. Yeah. I mean, they, they they play the game so it's it's like Republicans and Democrats here at home. Democrats play the game better. They control the media. They control everything, and that's that's why they play the game better. Is because they figured out how to control all the key levers. Their message sucks. If they, if they were ever just to share who they are and what their messaging is, they would never win an election again. But they control all the right levers, so they can do whatever they want. It's the same thing with China. It's like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. And then behind the scenes, they're doing all of it, and they're making strategic moves that continue to elevate them, have them catch up to and surpass us at some point. I hope they never do. But that is their goal, right? Because they don't want America number one. Russia and China hate that we are number one. And and that's just that's just the reality of things. Dominance through dependence, says Mike. Yes, exactly. By the way, on Biden, real quick, special counsel Robert Hur not expected to charge anyone in connection with the mishandling of classified documents at the two locations connected to Joe Biden. Brilliant! So lots of hubbub <laughs> about all the stuff at Mar-a-Lago and Trump. You have Biden who just threw classified documents everywhere, over 80,000 emails using pseudonyms, and no big deal whatsoever. Why? Because he's on the right side. It's not a surprise. I mean, Hillary got nothing for her no. private server with all her emails no. on it. It's not, it's and then not she destroyed it. <laughs> but but what's what's remarkable is how you can you can have all this stuff happen and still have some people out there with a straight face be like, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's not. We don't bad. have mean tweets. We have we have a, a good justice system. No, we don't. We have two justice systems, and. The one on our side, it doesn't work for us. Like, it just doesn't work for us at all. It's only a matter of time, because right now the Democrats are coming after us on the left. It's only a matter of time till once they realize they've quieted us down, they push us, pushed us away, they've silenced us, they've put us in jail, whatever it is, till they start coming after their own. Because, like we've talked about, Twitter is not a peaceful place. Twitter is hell. I hate Twitter. And, and the people on the left are, are putting as much fuel onto that fire— but because they're on their side, they feel safe. It's only a matter of time till they feel like they've squashed us enough to where they go, okay, now let's go after these people. Right. Because they're going to start, you know, realizing, okay, well, we got we to gotta do something about them because they're, they're getting a little out of hand. And then that's where they're going to be like, whoa, what's going on? Like, why are you coming after me? I was on your side. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You actually weren't on their side. They don't care about you. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Speaking of not caring about people. It's, it should be clear as day to you now that the Republicans who supposedly are on your side don't care about you either. Some of them do. Again, there's, 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 there's a handful that do. But, like, we have a bad system. We have a uniparty. We have people who haven't done jack shit. And you had Chip Roy, who be bemoaned not having anything to campaign on because Republicans fail time and time again. And he, he asked the question here that we've all been asking for 20-plus years. Here's Chip. Take a listen. One thing 
I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, one, that I can go campaign on and say we did. One. Anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain to me one material, meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done besides, well, I guess it's not as bad as the Democrats. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, Chip, the, where you're, the one thing you're wrong on there is our side, I think, is almost worse than the Democrats because they, they tell you they're fighting for you. And they lie all the way to the bank, and they never do anything, and they don't give two shits about their constituents whatsoever. But here's the answer to your question. <clears throat> Name one thing that we've done, the Republican Party. Well, you've allowed 87,000 new IRS agents, the ability of federal agencies to create laws by denying the RAINS Act. That's on you, McCarthy. You've allowed billions for Ukraine, but just $700 for people in Lahaina. No big deal. That fire story really, really went away in a hurry. I'm telling you, continue to watch it, though. Continue to watch and see what goes up. New developments, new housing projects, all of that in, in Lahaina. Uh, not projects, homes, I should say. And notice who resides in them. That's, that's a very telling story and will continue to be one. But you had a House GOP who voted for a pay increase for themselves. You had them vote and allow a bill that's going through that's going to give all cars manufactured in 2026 and beyond to have kill switches in them. Republicans blocked the impeachment of Mayorkas. You have Ronna McDaniel, who keeps losing elections all over the country. I mean, there's, there's literally, yeah, I'm, again, I'm not saying don't vote. Please do vote. We, we, we can't give up on the system. We've got to figure out ways to fix it and adjust things for sure. But but what I understand the point that people have, like what's the point in voting for Republicans because they just do what Democrats want anyways. I, I get that mindset because that's true. It seems defeatist. But you can't lose hope. You, I mean, you, 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 you got to push ahead. You got to continue to vote. We got to get more people like Eli Crane, Ana Polina Luna. We got to get more people in there. People like Chip. Chip, look, Chip's not perfect on everything. We've also got to lower our expectations, and that's a hard thing. It's a hard pill to swallow. But a lot of us are like, this person's not perfect. They voted for one thing that went against how I feel on something. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. You're not perfect either, nor am I, nor is anyone else who works in this studio or on this team. It, we're just not. We've got to give people grace. Chip Roy, you know, uh, anyone who, who's eligible to play on Saturday, the reference I always use, like, good enough for now. Are you doing most of the things right? Yes. Did you screw us on this bill? Did you vote wrong on this bill? Maybe. But have you gotten everything else right for the most part? Good. Okay. We can work with you. Eventually, we might replace you. But we can work with you for now. You guys over here, you keep jacking everything up. So we're going to primary your ass and get you out. It's, just, it's a slow thing. Again, we, we didn't get here overnight. We're not going to get out of it overnight. But <clears throat> I, I, love, I love his take on all of that. I really do. And I love this. Here's some good news to finish off this first hour. This, this story gives you hope on some level. You've got sales for firearm sales for 2023 that have surpassed 12 million. And after correcting for resales, the number of total new purchases comes to 10.4 million new firearms. You had an estimated 490 million firearms in possession at the end of, end of 2022 in the United States. 
you add you can do the math there you add in that 10.4 million and we're now past the half billion mark this data comes from the fbi's national instant background check system that saw roughly 2.26 million background checks in october of this year now to be clear background checks don't equal the number of guns sold but many more checks are done than the sales in the one check that can be used um to sell multiple guns as well so there's there's lots of different data that goes into this but you had gun sales spike after the hamas attack on israel the mass shooting in in maine and just generally speaking even taking those awful events out lots of people see that there's trouble on the horizon lots of people understand that it is their right to 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 have have firearms in their possession so we've We've got people bracing for impact, but all that to say, people keep complaining, oh, America has too many guns. And I'm always like, let's get more. And we just did in 2023, over 500 million. Uh, that's a big number. Yeah. Congrats, America. We did it. We did it. We did it. Let's, <clears throat> let's reach that billion mark. Because I tell you what, I mean, in all seriousness, people scoff at it. Some people care about guns. Some people don't. But when you're going back to Xi Jinping... Vladimir Putin, folks, anyone, fill in the blank with anyone, pick, pick a country. One of the reasons that we are not invaded and will not be invaded anytime in the near, near future or long, long-term future is because obviously we're a strong country. It would be a bad move. But, but people know those bitches have a lot of guns, and it's not as simple as just taking on the military law enforcement and 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 groups like that america is an anomaly in that sense i mean we have almost 50 percent of the world's populations of guns right here in this country that will give anyone pause it'll give anyone pause and we made a movie about it it's a documentary you should watch it it's a great historical reference point it's called red dawn you can <laughs> you can look it up online and watch it um such a great movie Mike says, but ammo is ridiculous again. It is. Everything's ridiculous right now. It, it, it absolutely is. We're going to talk about the state of finances here right after this break, actually, just for a short little bit. Michael Christian's going to join us, and we're going to talk about that. But before we do all of that, let's get to, um, let's get to our question of the day. And, and this is a, a really random one. It's, some of you are like, this, some of you might not like it, and that's fine. It's, this is called This Is My Show. But... Some of you might not like James Cameron either. I understand the reasons why. But he's done some great... Uh, we, look, we got the Terminator series from him. Okay? If you're into depressing movies about boats sinking and romance and, and Rose just letting Jack die, then you got Titanic too. Yeah. But you got The Abyss, which was a great 80s film from James Cameron. Ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. And it's been remastered in 4k and there's going to be one one day december 6th december 6th in theaters this winter (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have the abyss remastered and in theaters for one day only looks amazing the way they did it you know upgraded from from the tech that they had back then so the question is this do you plan on seeing or are you interested in seeing the abyss remastered in 4k on december 6th ed harris is that madeline stowe yeah uh now I'm now I'm questioning myself. Let's confirm that before. Mary Elizabeth. Not Madeline Stone. Ed Harris, Mary Elizabeth, Michael Michael B- Bean. Bean. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kid Brewer Jr. Great, great film. Do you plan on seeing the Abyss remaster in 4K on December 6th or when it comes out on 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 Blu-ray or or whatever? I don't even know. Just digital on on whatever you download it on or not. Let us know. Let us know the answers. I'm kind of excited about it. If I'm if give you a preview of my answer, send your responses in, though. We'll get to ours as well after a quick break. Stick around. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser. My business partner Jim and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is it's our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's for us, our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Akoa Philippi project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values, and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all. We want to serve good coffee to them all, and we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, but is willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them.
I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. folks welcome back question of the day a little different tonight it was do you plan on seeing or are you interested in seeing the abyss which has been remastered in 4k on december 6th i bring it up because i just found out about it the other day and i really liked the movie as a kid yeah and it's been remastered looks current with with all of that um so you know i just i wanted to get people's thoughts i want to get people's thoughts uh barb says nope didn't see it the first time I'll see it. The movie is the reason my wedding band is titanium. It saved his life. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Tom, what do you think? Anything with Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio in it, I'm going to go see. I just I just was confused <laughs> on her before before the break and before you got back on was that I, I, now that I think about it, I can picture the two. Yeah. But in the in a moment, in a moment, I had a, a, a second of confusion there. And I was like, was it Madeline Stowe or was it and it was yeah mary elizabeth yeah Yeah. she's beautiful gorgeous gorgeous and and there might might be a scene that (laughs) as a child you saw and you're like this part's great even though she was not doing great um it's awful um an awful person but disco yeah i'm excited because you know people always have you know they're like oh man how'd they get into 4k well you know the quality of the film back then was still amazing it was just the format that they pushed it out on wasn't as good so it's, it's an easy thing clean up the film and then you know make sure it looks great maybe fix the graphics a little bit so i'm excited about that because i want to see what they did to make it look better like to be the the clear quality we're going to see and so i had no idea you showed me the preview i was like i was like they're, oh they're doing a remake you're like no the remaster is like whoa well you know how you see on on like youtube like i, I honestly don't putz around on youtube that much partly because they hate me and we just don't have a great relationship but uh, but uh, but i just don't i don't i also don't have time but every once in a while you'll do that and i i'm big into movies too and i'll, I'll see like what trailers are coming out because like right, i want to look forward to something I've, all the news we talk about is so depressing what's coming out that could be a fun two-hour three-hour retreat 
and I saw something, anyways, I saw something on it, and I was like, oh, this is probably one of those stupid fan-made things where they get you tricked, like, check this out, official new trailer of this, and then you look at it, and some kid in his basement who's yeah. probably a part of Antifa made it, and it's not real, and it's not actually happening, and then I hate Antifa and everything else even more than I did going into it, but I saw this, and it was real, and... um I thought I thought it was interesting. So that that was that happened to be our question. Stay in salty says no. I won't go see the abyss again. But I did love that movie. Mike says no. The abyss is what happened when it devolved into Hallmark, Hallmark feelings flick. Um, there is there is a component of that. Yeah, I, sure. I, I, I don't know. I'm excited because uh, I've, I've talked about the the series uh, Light and Magic, and they talk about how they had to like reinvent the wheel with graphics and that was one of the first movies that had computer graphics where it looked like liquid all that stuff it changed the game and so that's what it's just, it was it was a it was, they were ahead of their time when it came to the graphics what they were going to do on screen and so you know what i liked about it just super stupid thing I, I liked all of it i like deep sea kind of films um they're just entertaining they're usually not great um but i was fascinated as a kid with the moon pool concept mm. You remember how they had the moon pool there and Michael Bean and the seals? I mean, all of them did at, at a certain point would go in and out of that. Yeah. I don't even know if that's real technology, to be <laughs> honest with you. Like just have like um, a hole that's open to get. Yeah. Into the, yeah no, that, that's like they. But, but, like I, that. but I was like, that's so cool. Dad, can we get a moon pool? Like we're, we don't live in the ocean, son. Uh, <laughs> deep. Well, I want one anyway. Deep in the ocean. <laughs> yes, deep. So deep. Um, okay. Before um, before we get into some other stories, I want to bring on a guest. So let's do that now. All right, folks, joining us now is precious metals expert from American Alternative Assets, our good friend here at the show. You've seen him a number of times. We're glad to have him back, Michael Christian. Michael, thanks so much for being here. Great. Thank you for having me. Good to see you again. Absolutely. Well, so there's obviously a lot going on in the world. There always is. You had Xi Jinping, who was just here for a visit, promised that he didn't want war, wanted to strengthen ties with the U.S., said, about, said all the right things, right, at this summit. Do you see that happening, though? And not specific just to Xi Jinping and China, but all the stuff that we're seeing with, with BRICS expansion and everything around the globe. Obviously, war, as we've talked about with you on the show before. Do you see this peaceful uh, setting on the horizon? I don't necessarily trust anything I see or read uh, but, you know, right away, unfortunately. Uh, what I do see <laughs> is that China may peg its currency to gold. <laughs> That's what I see as, as far as, as as it affects everyone and their their wallet and their purchasing power. Uh, that I see a lot of monetary policy that we're just doing a lot of printing and there's a lot of there's a lot at stake beyond wars right now. Yeah. Is what I well, and, and, and man, there's a lot of those. You've got, you've, obviously, the Middle East war, the Ukraine-Russia war. You've, you've, we just gave you know, Iran access to $10 billion in assets again, which certainly won't quiet things in the region, knowing how, how they operate. But there's a lot of uncertainty abroad, no doubt. We, we've, 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 we've discussed that. I think the audience is smart enough to know and see that. What, what are you seeing here, though? Not, and not just here, the bank, but the banks, specifically in the banking industry here at home, how they're responding to what's happening happening in the world abroad, all of that. What's kind of the trend that you're seeing? Well, there's a lot of bad signs, I hate to say. You know, as of today, an article came out about a major bank, Citibank, laying off thousands and thousands of people. 
the ACH had a glitch nationwide of their network of bank transfers recently. Uh, the FDIC took over Citizens Bank in Iowa. You know, uh, the inventory's piling up on cars. It's a, not a good sign. A couple of years ago, you know, it was like uh, hard to get a car. Where, right. You know, now, you know, you can look at um, uh, Fiat. It's just one car company. They have 357 locations nationwide. And they sold less than 280 cars this year. That means there are car lots that didn't sell a car. That is a staggeringly low number. That's wild. Yeah, and that means that the company that owns them, their parent company, Stentis, is 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 in trouble. Uh, and that's a bad sign. Rolex watches, you know, people, you know, used prices are dropping and supply are surging, and that's something that people would get. That's a telltale sign of people who have money to spend and want to flash around. Uh, they're going, you know, they're, they're not selling. Uh, Ninety percent of mortgages are below five percent. Two thirds are below four percent. Many below two percent. So people can't sell their homes to move right now because they they'll trade out for mortgages that are over seven percent. Yeah, so yeah. Credit card. You just look at these signs. Credit card are now a trillion dollars uh, in in credit card debt, and banks are tightening up their lending. Uh, so, you know, this, I'm, get, I'm leaving off like a whole bunch of bad news. But, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, well, yeah, but but it's important. It, it's important to know. I mean, you can't just bury your head in the sand and be like, I hope things are better. I mean, so so you see all these signs and people are like, okay, yeah, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. All of those things sound bad. What does that mean in brass tacks, though, for the banking industry? You know, you've got the, the cars that are now stocked up, and you, you can get them, and no one's selling them, and you've got the credit card that You've got all those things happening. What I mean, most of us kind of know, but I mean, from someone who works in the industry, what, is, what does that tell you is coming? It just tells you that we're in an inflection point where we go from, we're in a, we go in a boom-bust cycle. And the boom is, you know, banks, banks are different. See, if I have $100 and you need $10 and I want you want me to borrow $10, I give you $10, then I have $90 less. So I have less purchasing power. Banks don't do that. They just print the money and give it to you. So it doesn't affect their purchasing power. And so we had acquired all this enormous debt. And when the debt needs to get repaid, they had, you know, for a while they had low, very low interest rates. And there's free money and pumping through the economy and everybody was happy. But it's kind of fake. And then they print more money to chase debt after debt. And at some point, the debt, the loans have to be repaid. And that starts the bus cycle. We're at that point right now. You know, I was also adding to the list, 700 banks are exceeding the FDIC's guidance on concentration of commercial real estate loans. So when the real estate market turns, there's gonna be a banking crisis. All these, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uh, things going on right now. And again, we are in the gold, physical gold and silver business. And that is one of your best places to be, if not the best place to be right now. And yeah. evidence, all the banks are buying gold at the fastest pace, the most aggressive pace in history. And they're they're holding on to it. Which is an important stat because a lot of them don't like to talk about it. Of course, them, financial advisors, they want to take you down a different path, a more traditional path, traditional in, in, in the eyes of the current world. And and you and and you've got that, which is it, which which should give people that comfort of like, hey, okay, this makes sense. Uh, they're doing it. They're scared. They see behind the curtain, like most others don't out there, and that's what they're doing. And then we've talked about how historically that's always the case. So a lot of people. That kind of leads me to my next question because a lot of people 
see what's going on. They see uncertainty now. They see even more uncertainty on the horizon as it comes in, in, in terms of the economy, their own savings, their own dollars. And then you hear news like that. And you hear you hear us talking about it all the time. We have you on. We, 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 you know, we talk about it on, on, on every show about how it's an important time and a good time to look at, at different methods to protect your savings and smart methods to protect your savings, such as silver and gold. And, and a lot of people are like, yeah, that's awesome, but I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Okay, the banks are buying it. That gives me a little bit more comfort. I tell people on the show every day, particularly as, as it pertains to, to you guys and, and what you're doing and the great work you're doing at American Alternative Assets, hey, give these folks a call, talk to them, fill out this form either way, and, and then talk to them. I think there's a lot of people, and I'm not necessarily saying even in, in my audience per se, or even the RVM audience writ large, that are unsure, you know, everyone's such a creature of habit and that change is scary. And when their money's on the line, it's scary. So walk, walk the, the, the person out there who's got that question in their head or their heart right now of what does this call look like? Am I going to be, you know, pressured into doing anything? What's it, you know, how, how's that initial conversation go? Well, first of all, we'll give you something. We have a free report that we'll give you. We'll send you in your email and you read it. And that way you have something to look at uh, we have a lot of great things that you can read over. You, you don't have, you know, it's very basic stuff. Um, you know, gold is eternal money. It's eternal wealth. It's been real money for 6,000 years. If you literally, if you open up the Bible, it's mentioned 420 times. Silver is mentioned 317 times. That's how old it is. Abraham buried his wife, Sarah, and it cost him 400 shekels of silver. So they don't mention stocks and bonds at all. Right. So gold is basically a store of wealth. So if, say you had, you know, I was saying to somebody earlier, my grandmother years and years ago bought a house for $5,000, you know, in 1940 or whatever she did. And then when she sold it to move to Florida, uh, like all the, all the other old people do, uh, she sold it for like a million dollars. So it was a store of wealth. You need money. People, I talk to people, they have different properties. They need money for something. They sell something off. They sell a hard asset. Gold is the same thing. It's a store of wealth. So an ounce of gold today could buy you exactly what it could buy you 100 years ago. It keeps its value. But 100 years ago, it was a $20 bill to buy that ounce of gold. Today, you need over 100 of them. In five years, you may need 200 or 400 $20 bills. So the dollar amount that it actually costs, it doesn't even matter. You know, it's, it's uh, all you wanna be concerned about is how many ounces of gold you have, how many ounces of silver you have, because you're, you're measuring it with money that has no relevance. They're printing dollars like it's, you know, trillions and trillions of dollars. So you have a, you, you're, if you're saving dollars, you might as well, it's like a, having a bucket of sand with a hole in the back. You're losing value. Right. Think about it. Cost you a lot more to get the same thing now than it did five years ago, 10 years ago, you know? Think about when I was a kid, you know, what it cost to get a candy bar versus what it is now. Well, it's a basic example of how inflation steals your wealth. Uh, gold is a place to store your wealth. So if you hold, you look at it, post-World War II Germany, as a good example, they had the Reutschmark. And overnight, they had hyperinflation and they lost 90%, 9-0 of the purchasing power. Everybody went broke, food lines, bread lines, People are burning the dollars to create fires. And they switched to the Reutschmark. But those who bought gold 
with the with the with the uh, Reutschmark, when it revalued to the new currency, the Deutschmark, they had all the wealth. So people that are saving dollars, if you have, you know, whatever your nest egg is that you don't need to live on, that's your nest egg, whether it's 10,000 or 30,000 or 3 million, or doesn't matter what it is, you're very smart to consider converting that into gold. If you have an IRA or a 401k, we'll talk to you about that. You know, it can roll over if you qualify, which most people do who we speak to, it can roll over into a self-directed IRA that can hold physical gold. There's no tax consequences. There's no penalties. It's like having your money at Bank of America and you move it across the street to Wells Fargo. Well, in your self-directed IRA, you can have physical gold. See, Wall Street's been very slick. They have you, whether you know it or not, restricted to stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, paper assets. Well, bonds are taking a beating. Banks have lost more money owning bonds in the last bit of time in history. And stocks are now poised for a crash that they're literally saying could be like the Great Depression. People may lose 90%. So if a 401k, you're going to have a 101k. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and they're going to say, hold on, Drew, it'll come back. It may take 10 years. So the, the concept is to switch asset classes, to get out of paper dollars. It's protect your wealth, put it into a safe haven asset, gold, silver. Roll your retirement account, get it out of paper. And it's an inverse. So when, when the stock market crashes, which it's due to happen, according to all the experts, uh, not only will you protect your money, but it, you may actually grow your wealth quite a bit because it's like a seesaw. When things crash, gold and silver typically surge. So one side goes down, the other side goes up. Yeah, well, it just it does seem to make sense, and, and when you see, I mean, everyone knows the uncertainty that goes along with the stock markets, and you and you do know you you, you whether it's through a company four hundred one k or IRA. I mean, you see your limited options in most cases. You can do this mutual fund, this one or that one. Choose and and hope for the best um, when when the other has withstood the test of time. If you need to, so let's say you pivot and you move a sizable chunk over, and whatever that chunk is for everyone, obviously everyone's different. Everyone has a different amount of resources uh, under under their roof uh, or in their portfolios. But if if you need to do that, you used the, the, the reference earlier of selling a house to do that. If you need to sell, how, how, how easy how easy is that when you've got more of your, your hard-earned savings pumped into in, in uh, physical gold? Great question, because it, the, the great thing about gold is it's liquid. It's just like real estate, and then it's a tangible, physical, appreciating asset. Can't make more land, can't make more gold. Gold is liquid. It right. may take months to find a buyer. I have a lot of customers right now that are trying to sell a property and they can't because the interest rates went so high and they can't, everything's falling through on their sale. They want to take that money and put it into gold and silver smartly. But if you have gold and silver and you need currency, to, um, you can sell immediately. It's liquid. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Well, that's helpful because again, this is just, I mean, there's, there's so much, and I always, that's why one of the reasons I always love having you on, there's a lot of them, but it, it is, is explaining this to people who are, this is, this is new for a lot of folks and getting that understanding of like, this isn't crazy. This isn't some outlandish, difficult thing either. This is just in fact, very smart, very practical. And there's a lot of easy steps that go along with it. So um, I love it. I love it. I love having you on here as always giving this wisdom, giving this information um, to the audience. And we absolutely encourage you folks to talk to Michael, his team, everyone over at American alternative assets. You can call a 
833 the number 2 USA gold or or 833-287-2465 if you'd rather not try and figure out how to do USA gold on the phone especially you you younger folks um, that was a thing back in the day but uh, you can do that or you can visit protectfrombiden.com they'll all lead you to the same place you can fill out a form you can talk to somebody and have all this explained to you uh, and and have someone wise and who who knows what they're talking about like Michael so uh, appreciate that please take advantage of it Michael thank you so much for taking the, some time to, to spend with us and educate the audience today oh you're welcome i appreciate it i'll just say one last thing if i may yes um i'm very passionate about this i've been saying this very lightweight right now and going easy but i really feel like it's really important right now if you want to protect your wealth to look into gold and silver as soon as now that's <laughs> where we're and i really mean i've been doing this a long time and i've never seen anybody not make money who is patient with gold gold doesn't need a stimulus package it doesn't need the media to talk about it it just keeps multiplying because it's real money everything else is credit so with that you know I, I i look forward to talking to any of your listeners and all of them uh and helping them uh, we have people from who are truck drivers and we have people that are ceos grandmothers everyone in between I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for that. And yes, absolutely. I mean, it is. And you can see it on the screen there, folks. 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Unfortunately, we're in these times where, where everyone experts, not just people who work in, in precious metals and, and everything, uh, are saying this. So so do do, do your, deal, uh, your homework. Do your due diligence. Figure out what makes the most sense for you. And uh, please check that out. Make sure that you're covered in the event that something goes wrong uh, and, and sad. Sadly, there's so many opportunities for that to be the case in this day and age. Uh, again, appreciate Michael coming on. Uh, we'll look forward to having him back and continuing on with this conversation uh, the next time that he's here. All right, so good having good having Michael here. And and as we move on from Michael and that that interview, we also welcome back in Tom Cunningham, who's back in studio Yay. in a very nice outfit. I like the jacket. It's an ensemble. Wearing three pairs of underwear, which I found strange, but he's doing it. Are they three different types or all the same? Like different layered? types. Oh, okay. Different types. Oh. Yeah, well, I was going to go on a weird tangent there. I'm not going to do it. Boxers, uh, briefs, and thong. a thong. Yeah. A banana hammock. And then you go thong on top of those, right? Yeah. Just for awkwardness. Well, I like thong as the base layer. As the base layer. A little floss <laughs> going. Yeah. Perfect. No, well, it. depends on what you had for lunch. Because if you wear the butt floss, it's good for the booty meat. <laughs> so last weekend, uh, be safe. <laughs> Trump referred to his political enemies as vermin. Not sure if you heard that um, or not, but he did. And it caused the left and the propagandist media flax to become just absolutely out of their mind. Uh, they, they were so offended by his use of that word. And the media vermin have been calling Trump Hitler for the last week because of it, really the last seven years. But because of this term, it's ratcheted up yet again. And... You had Vivek, who was on CNN and was asked about the word by the vermin, to use it again, that was interviewing him. Here's how this all shook out. Take a look. That language, they live like vermin. Do you believe that that is, as your uh, Republican colleague, Chris Christie, has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? 
This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word I was think chosen that we are for in the a middle reason. of a cultural war in this country. The well, word you was know chosen what? It, for it, it's a reason. actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them as vermin? violating the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance. Okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use that language So the vocabulary of the verb or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo you know what's vermin what's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping if he could do that for Xi Jinping he could have done it on an ordinary day and yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami this is what's wrong with the mainstream media focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather Rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country, picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it, give me a break. All right. So, look, he's right. He's right. And I was saying as that clip was playing to the guys, like, I'm a, I'm a little over some of his sound bites just because I don't buy them from him. He's, what he says is always right. I just don't know if they're – I hope that they are. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong and he's the most genuine person ever. I just don't get that sense. But – but he's absolutely right in that response. I loved how he pushed back against her. And sadly, we all know this is true now because Trump said it and the way that they've blown it up and made it something that it's not. Vermin's going to be considered a slur that's in the same category as like the N word or the F word or the G word or the M word. Hate speech. Yeah. Or the Z word. Think about that one. What does that mean? I don't, I'm just literally making it up. I don't think it's actually a thing. Mm. But probably it's, Tom it's, probably does not ask Tom because he probably has like three of them. But. But, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you're literally taking something so far out of context and making it into something that it's not. And you could, you could see, she kept wanting to go back. Like, he, he made some great points during that interview. Yeah, but, Vermin, is, stop it. Like, just move, like, this is not a, this is not a story. If you think this is a story, it shows just how little there's actually news left and that there's actually people out there talking about real stuff. No, and you could tell by the vermin anchor as she was talking that she she was like, it, we've gotten to a point where, well, she was totally outclassed by Vivek in what he was saying. She had no 100%. idea. She had no idea where to go. She was just sitting there with her mouth open, looking like a, a, an idiot. And we're, we're seeing this more and more with news anchors because they're not real. They're entertainers. They're they're the, you know you could take that chick and you could put her on Entertainment Tonight. You could put her on. 
on you know late a late night show it has the same effect people who are in journalism now are people who wanted to be social media influencers in college and their only way to achieve that status of being an influencer is to get on TV and be a news presenter and I think this this whole notion of referring to them as anchors they're presenters because they're anything that they're anything but a journalist yeah and what what's what strike what really you know struck me in that in that conversation we've come to a point where journalists are like can you answer that? It's a yes/no question. Answer it, yes or no. She she wanted to go. Would you say the word vermin? Yes or no? Yes or no? They right. always want that. That's that's the ploy that they're they're using now. It's their gotcha way of demanding a yes/no. It's like you know what, motherfucker? Would you use the word vermin? Yeah. You know, vermin's a very descriptive word, and the whole preamble to this use of this term by Trump was you have to go back to last week when Nicole Wallace was talking about how you know Trump is going to is going to act just like Hitler and imprison you know his political rivals which is what they're trying to do him which is a weird kind of you know gymnastics that all these shit libs are doing which is incredible to me Trump preyed on that because he knew it would twist him up even more. Every time that he says something, he does it on purpose. That's what these fools don't understand. He's playing them so masterfully, yeah. and they have no idea that they're being used. And so now it's going to be an entire week of the use of the word vermin. Right. <laughs> yeah, the use of the word vermin, it, that backfires on them. They want him out of existence and out of their mouths. And all they do is always just give him more press. And, and at the same time, they don't because he gives them ratings by talking about them. That's I mean, you saw the dip. It was a real thing after 2020. CNN and all those organizations went so far south. But no, you're absolutely right. And and, and they would. Here's the thing that maybe not that exact word, but the types of word they use to describe us. I mean, think about it. They literally call us domestic terrorists. And white supremacists, white supremacists, Racist, all these things like bigots. You guys are the ones who make up all the names and call people who disagree with you them. That, that, that's who you are. But let's talk about something worse than vermin. Is this muted? I will mute it. Yeah, let's mute it because there's some music that plays at the end. But but we'll just kind of talk over this. Let, let's talk about something worse than vermin. This is this is in Memphis, which has great barbecue. But you also might get murdered on your way to get it. In Memphis. But <clears throat> great song but this is in memphis traffic fedex truck it's the holidays right i mean we always have stuff being delivered all the time but we're getting into that time of season and you see these folks who just go and ransack a fedex truck in the middle of the road take a look there they are just running off what'd you get i got a microwave what'd you get christmas tree some lululemon pants Whatever. And it just shows them running off and it kind of just goes off into nothing. I don't know if it shows more after that or not, but you can see there it's on. There's more. You, you can see there. It's just stuck in traffic on the road. And and these animals right here break into it. Driver, obviously helpless against a mob. And and yeah, you can cut away there. That that to me is is a group that deserves an animal. You, you see what happened during the, the St. Floyd riots. What BLM and Antifa did. You see what, what Antifa did in Oregon on a nightly basis. You see what these young kids did. Those are animals. Those are ver those are pick a name. Doesn't you can call them whatever you want. They're not contributing members of society. And people don't like when you say things like that. But I mean, what else? How else can you describe them? 
Well, it's it's hard. For years, we've been told that we've came from monkeys, and now that we call them animals, they're upset. Yeah. I disagree with coming from monkeys. But I'm just saying that's what we've been. That's what no, they, I know. They keep, I know what yeah, but it's. But I mean, look. I mean, it's the, this. The, the, this these these types of people, which is which is who our society sees more of on the daily. We showed the freaking folks at the DNC headquarters to start the show off tonight. How else do you describe them? They're miscreants. They're vermin. They're animals. Like you don't go and treat people like that. they were assaulting police officers last night. You have people here stealing people's whatever's in that FedEx truck. It could be Christmas gifts. It could be everyday supplies. It could be toilet paper. It could be anything. It could be, it doesn't matter what it is. It's not theirs. We live in a society with no consequences. And when you have no consequences for your actions, everything, crimes are going to escalate. And that's what we're seeing right now. And I don't see any, any type, this is just going to continue to escalate. There's going to be no pushback from this because it's going to be the same as we saw with the Somali pirates. The the shipping companies would rather pay the ransom for for the uh, the uh, Shanghai or hijacked or what? Is, it's not a hijacking. It's a when you take when you seize a ship, I guess a ship seizure, and you're you're holding the the, the crew hostage, and and for them. For the shipping companies, instead of putting armed guards on the ships as they're coming around the Horn of Africa, they would just rather pay the fine or, or pay the pay the host, uh, the ransom, and that's what we're going to see with this. The FedEx would just rather pay the insurance for all the packages that are they're stolen. Yeah, and th I mean th this goes to a. a <sighs> A larger problem that we're witnessing in the country and that is private property ownership with each passing day when we see the shoplifting we see the hijacking of goods like this from the FedEx truck it's just conditioning us to believe that nothing that we have is our own it's all public property and it's all up for grabs especially if you're from an aggrieved group and so if you're not from a an aggrieved group, you have to get used, used to letting other people take your shit. Because if we've lived in a society where we have victims and oppressors, and if you're a part of the oppressed group, then eventually your private property is going to be up for grabs at some point. And that's what we're conditioned for. Yeah. Commandeering. I had to look it up. Commandeering. Yeah. Well, that, that I mean, what, what's happening there is that's that's perceived in this current day and, and age as, as just reparations. Like, well, you know what? They're entitled to it. And, and that's how it is. If you and I and Disco and, and, a, and a crew of Caucasians went and robbed that truck, it would be a very different story. Very different story for sure. Um, right. And, you know, it, I know it sounds far-fetched in a conspiracy theory that I'm laying out there about your private property from an oppressor group being up for grabs, but that's the ultimate goal of a Marxist takeover is the redistribution of wealth. I mean, the, the, that's what it is. You know, we, we've seen the trial balloon uh, in Massachusetts of taking in— you know, illegal aliens to live in your house if you have an extra room. <laughs> the next step is you have to give up your house. Right. That's what they're going for. Right. No, absolutely. It, it, it sadly is that that was that was such a remarkable story. Uh, that I think we covered twice because uh, it happened twice, two different speeches on it in Massachusetts. But let's pivot. Let's pivot to something different.
We're gonna actually show two Joe Rogan clips here. They're totally unrelated. This first one's long. How long? Two forty. Oh, that's 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 yeah. fine. Whitney looks great. In it. We're gonna we're, Whitney Cummings is on it. Um, comedian, actress, and they're talking about. We, we've all talked about Disney a lot. We've talked about how woke they've gone. We've talked about kind of the subliminal messaging. Uh, we don't spend a ton of time here on the show, but we have referenced it before. The subliminal messaging that's in so many of their I mean, stuff when we were all kids, we're at, whenever you were kids, Disney's been around forever. So it could be your generation, the generation before, generation after, doesn't matter. Subliminal messaging that's there, and then you see all the stuff. In and overt day. messaging. Overt, it's, yeah, some of it's really pretty damn overt. Well, it's, it's subliminal when you're a kid, you know, you miss it. But if you're an adult, you see some of the stuff, and, and it's like, wow. We're going to take the little boys to an island, and when we return the little boys, they will be men. Yes. That was in one of the animated features. I think it was Pinocchio. Well, they, they turned to donkeys in, in that one. Well, they uh, whichever yeah. one it was. Yeah. No, but I, I, th- I think it was like th- that's what they were pitched. But then when they got there, because they started drinking, they became remember they. I have the a donkeys. problem with a lot of their stuff, and, and it, it, it pisses me off because we all grew up watching it. Uh, most of us grew up yeah. watching stuff like that. Again, whenever whichever generation it was, whichever version of it, everything's been redone and everything's a live action and blah 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 blah. But but there is there's so much there. Um, but Bro, how many times do we see these stories from Central Florida, like Orange County, Polk County? of all these pedophile roundups and inevitably there's like 12 dudes who are disney employees caught up with like you know it's a lot child porn or trying to meet what they thought was a you know 12 year old boy online or some shit and they get those stories get squashed so damn fast no one pays attention to them Did, did you see like the reno 911 episode where they do that no the guy's like Guys, I came here because I got this letter in the mail that I want to cruise. They're like, "You're arrested for, for, for child like child porn." He's like, "But can it happen after the cruise?" Like he's like, "Well, I just want to cruise." Like, <laughs> did he, they bring that show back? Yes. Is but is it gone again? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was an old episode of Cops back in the day. It was like, hey, people with warrants, hey, you've won a TV. We're going to come deliver it. Oh, yeah, I'm at this address. And then, you know, they have this big TV that they're carrying. And this was back, you know, in the 90s. So it was like one of those giant boxes. The ones. tube TV. Yeah. 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 So all the undercovers were able to hide behind the box. And then they walk up to the door and they drop in. They're like, oh, you're under arrest. <laughs> and you don't get to keep the TV. Well, all that to say, Joe Rogan had Whitney Cummings on, and they were talking, and they were talking about Disney, and and let's just let's just share this clip here, and then we'll we'll talk about it some more. Here's so, some interesting uh, stuff I just found, though. Marshmallow cannon. Well, what? But hold on. I mean, it'll I, okay. It, it should show. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's 100% a dick squirting marshmallows. <laughs> On a little mouse. It's just, just all over this mouse. It's that. It's like. <laughs> okay. That's a dick. That's 100% a dick. It's like. Look one, at the balls at the bottom of oh it. God, like, that's not a coincidence. I didn't even notice the balls. <laughs> that is not a coincidence. That's 100% a dick. Look up uh, the Minion Mickey Mouse. That one is the oh. one that really kind of put me over the edge. Yeah, that's someone being sneaky and putting in like a little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, they didn't get that's, paid overtime. That's a dick. Yeah, and now the Disney employees are trying, or the animators are trying to unionize. I'd be shocked if they succeed. They're probably just going to have AI do it. You could also just go to images. The thing is, AI is so good now. Like, these animators are on shaky ground. Yes, correct. 
Um, what happened with the actor strike? Did they settle that? Is that over? Yeah, they settled it. Uh, oh, do Minnie and Mickey dicks. Minnie and Mickey Dicks. Dicks. Oh, it's right there. Go to the one, two, three, four, like six over on the top. Yeah, uh, one more over, sorry. This? That one, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's her dress. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. Okay. It's a little wild. Come on. <laughs> I mean, That's maybe. That's insane. And he's got his hand on I her know. dick. <laughs> She's got a giant heart on. That is 100% a heart on. That doesn't even make sense Just as a dress. straight into his mouth. Just I mean, try to imagine that as a dress. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, like, like, where's her arm? Oh, it's around his neck. Who cares where her arm? It doesn't make sense. I know. It it's Where's her right one. arm? It's a hard one to Oh, defend. they're both around yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. She's hugging him. And that's her shoulder, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like a kind of. Dress. Her knee. Kind it's of. Tough. It's a tough one. <laughs> that's a dick. It's way more of a dick than it is her arm around his shoulder. Uh-huh. You know, if it's one of two things, that looks so much like it. And his hand's on it. Uh, like I know. he's stroking it. And also the little lines. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Does she always have a puffy shoulder shirt on like that? Is that not, consistent? Not like Maybe. that. And then it's also like the little ridge on the top. Doesn't yeah. feel necessary. It's a dick. It's, <laughs> it's definitely a dick. It's a oh, no. It's oh, a, no. That's 100% a dick. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to get a dart in my neck any minute. Disney's going to get they're, us. They're already in trouble. They fucked up. They went too far. They did go too far. And I think we've shown that last image before. Um, maybe we haven't. I, I at least have seen it. <laughs> that's That's... I mean, that one's so over the top. Very, very circumcised. Yes. Very circumcised dress that Minnie's wearing there. <laughs> and for the record, I refer to it as a yogurt cannon, not a marshmallow cannon. Okay. I, I, I've, yeah, I've actually never heard marshmallow cannon before I saw this clip before. I've, I've, I've heard that. I've heard plenty of, of other descriptors. Uh, not a marshmallow cannon, which makes me think of marshmallows all, all too differently now. Um, but they have, they've gone too far, man. And you see this and you see all this, you, you could, you can find whether it's an Easter egg, whether it's something like that Easter egg, if you know, for, for, for audiences who don't know that just something that's tucked in to the background of a scene or a picture, whatever, but you do, you find this stuff everywhere. And then you, I mean, you think about it, it's not even just Disney and it's not all is necessarily as bad as that, but you look at some of the stuff of like, you know, the writers of Scooby-Doo growing up and, <clears throat> Drug, you know, references to drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, the Scooby snacks where they're sitting in the in the van and yeah. And I mean, again, different than sexualizing yeah. things for children by far, but but still, just the the messaging that's always there. There's always this undercurrent of something nefarious that's different. Where you've you've got a mom and dad who are like, and and look, I mean, we all are guilty of it. None of us are for it necessarily. I hope you're not, but no one's for letting shows and and media raise your kids but there's times where it's just like okay we need time to it could be this time of year we need time to wrap presents kids let's go watch a movie or something and then and then you see it years later and you're like well crap no there's so many now they need therapy there's so many cartoons where i'm like oh girls let's watch this and then we like start an episode the one that i grew up watching i'm like let's stop watching this because now i'm older and i'm like wow my parents let me watch this like what Make, it's, it blows my mind. Yeah, it's not Cinemax at midnight. It's it's cartoons. It's Disney World. Dude, I was watching a Three Stooges short once, and everybody's into, like, the slapstick comedy of the Stooges, which, of course, you know, it's the best part of it. Anyway, I think it was Halfwit's Holiday, but I'm 
not sure. I'm not doing, don't hold me to that, but I think it was. I'm not going to hold you to anything. I'm just terrified <laughs> of where this is going. And, you know, it was one of those where, you know, Mo, Larry, and Curly were dressed, you know, in tuxedos, and they were, you know, it, it, with all the socialites of whatever city that they were in right before, they were at, like, you know, some kind of dance and dinner right before a big pie fight was going to ensue. And there's one line in there where Mo is talking to, I think it's Curly, and Mo goes, oh, I do say, Jasper, you just ejaculated a mouthful. And I was like, what? <laughs> And, you know, he was trying—it was one of those where they were trying to use big words, and that's the sentence that came out, and I was like, oh, that wasn't in the script. He did that on purpose for some reason, and they let that slip in there. <laughs> that, I mean, that's—yeah. Uh, that's a hard one to let slip. <laughs> that's That's going hard to the hoop. Uh, but, you know, all that stuff is there. I mean, it's hard—I It's hard. I mean, honestly— Staying salty, Scoob was my fave. Still is. I know. I love Scooby Doo. Absolutely. I, and I, look, the, the undertones in that one about drugs and like Zoink Scoob, <laughs> and like acid and all that's like okay, like don't do acid. But but it, that was a great that was a great cartoon as a kid. Uh, I would have gone away with. No, but it. That, but even that. I mean now now that's gone to the point where they're making Velma gay, who we always knew she was as right. a kid. You didn't, but it's like okay, she's obviously. Well, they have a scene where she sees. A female, you know, character in there, and then she's oh, like hard eyes, and she's all yeah. like, "Oh my goodness!" Like she can't talk. Well, like, isn't she into Daphne too? Which we all are. Everyone's into Daphne. But yeah, same thing can be said for professional wrestling. And I know you don't like <laughs> when I bring this up because I like professional wrestling too. But bro, <laughs> you're in speedos, you're wearing leather boots. A guy comes in in a speedo and a leather mask. <laughs> no, I, no, it's very. The, it's the very, overtones are there. They're, oh, they're 100% they are. I totally agree. You got these robes that everyone's wearing as they come in and then take them off to reveal their bodies. No, there's a lot of it that is just straight up gay. No, I, I saw. It's a soap opera with gay outfits, and then somehow a it lot works. of the adult population's like, this is the best. Yeah! No, I, 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 mean, I saw like a mashup, someone like put a bunch of clips together. And it was like, you know, the, the, the midweek, like, you know, where they're just taunting someone like, oh, what's going to happen this week? And, you know, one of the guys is like, I'm going to, you know, tear your ass open so hard and eat it. And, and you're just going to, you know, you're going to take it. And, you know, but, you know, the guy's like, oh, well, it's going to be an amazing rematch. You know, <laughs> but, but that's what they were saying. And it's like, OK, let's pre-record these moving yeah. forward. <laughs> which they do a lot now. Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead. and just Let's do another take. Yeah. Um, but you bring up wrestlers, and I, so Tom, I need you to play nice with this one because I know you have your thoughts on on The Rock, uh, one of the best wrestlers of all time. I'm yeah. just going to lay that right out there. You know, he he comes from a long line of wrestlers, Rocky Johnson being his dad, right? You know, Dusty Rhodes being one of the biggest influences on his life. That's why we get the People's Elbow is a reference to the Bionic Elbow from Dusty. Yeah, I'm a huge Rock fan in the ring. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you always are. And I'm, I'm poking fun. <laughs> but Ro Rogan also had the rock on. And this this was interesting because I think I I'm going to take this. Hey, Ginger, by the way, I'm going to take this as encouraging here. OK, look, I know people are mad at the rock over Lahaina, poorly executed stuff there. I'm not trying to defend him on any of that, although he did give a lot of money to it himself. But I'm not. that's not the point of this. And I know he endorsed Biden in 2020. Horrible move. Horrible move. He's made some dumb decisions. He's also very talented in some areas. Great wrestler, average actor, but a blockbuster actor. I mean, he sells tickets. 
But he goes on to Rogan, all this to say, setting this up. He goes on to Rogan, and they're talking about politics, and they're talking about kind of, I imagine, I don't, we don't have the whole clip here, and I didn't watch the whole episode, but the divisiveness of politics these days. And he's talking about Trump and Biden. And, and, and he makes The Rock kind of clarify whether he slash his friends actually support Biden or just the party. And I at least saw some of this as encouraging. Let's play the clip, and then we'll talk about it. When I was a kid— you can have a Republican friend. Like, it, d it was no yes, big deal. Yes, yes. It's no big deal. Like, oh, Bobby likes George Bush. Of Who course. cares? Who gives right. a fuck? You know, you were a supporter of Bill Clinton. He liked George Bush. Nobody cared. Nobody, like, fuck you. You yeah. know, it wasn't like, you're a Nazi. Like, I'm a, what am I, I'm a Nazi. I just want lower taxes. That's, <laughs> what the fuck what are you, are you talking about? How did I become a Nazi? Dude, it's, a, it's the craziest thing. I have friends who support Trump. I have friends who support Biden. I have friends. Do you really have friends who support Biden? I do. Come well, on. Well, no, 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 no. Here's, here's what I do. I have, I have friends. Thank you. That's a good check because that's important. This is important context. They support the Democratic Party. I have friends who are loyal to the party. Yes. So I, I'm taking that as a small win, just looking at something positive going into the weekend. Because honestly, that's how you want to feel, right? And that is the old days. In the old days, it was, okay, you're a Republican, you're a Democrat. Old school Democrat, not the radical left now. And also not the Republican Party of today. I mean, it's just all so freaking broken now. It's ridiculous. But you, 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 you could have that. You had discussion. There was disagreements. And some of us still have—there are people like that out there still who you can be like, yeah, I like Trump, and or I like this person. And they're like, oh, I don't. And then they explain why, and they explain why they like someone else, and— and you still end up having a drink together uh, and 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 hug it out at the end of your friends. But it's good to—here's what I want to hear. I, this is what I want to hear for the sake of our country, it's particularly from that world, the entertainment world, right? He's now an entertainer. He's not a wrestler anymore. If he shows up there, it's great, and the, and the roof blows off. That happened a couple months ago, and it was cool. But he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an actor now, and he's a—whatever you want to call him, philanthropist. He's, he's into everything. But what I want to hear from that community is, first and foremost, something that, that has to do with, with our country and who we are and goodness and coming together kind of a stuff. There, there's so many of them. He's not. He's never been a hateful guy. He's had some different opinions, but he's always seemed like a pretty just nice enough guy. Maybe he's not. Maybe behind the scenes he's a dick. But I want to hear from all these people that, look— Okay, we bashed on Trump all these years. I don't like that. That's ridiculous. Treat the office with some respect, and those days are gone. But I want to hear that they're not for Biden. If they're an old school blue dog Democrat at heart, okay, we're probably it's going to be hard to change that in Hollywood. But if the people who stand by steadfast with Biden and are like, he's pretty great, like that, that's I got a meme for us today. That 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 that's the ones I have problems with. Like I I can at least appreciate that he's like no 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 no. No one really supports Biden. They just aren't necessarily where you are because there's some wiggle room for conversation there, right? Like and and there was conversation there. Like that that's really all I want. I don't care if you vote the same way I do. I prefer it. I just don't want you to be a dick. I, I know that seems like a lot to ask today, but that. But that's but that seemed kind of normal to me. See now you're making too much sense. Well, but unfortunately in Hollywood it's all about the party which is 
scary because that's what they say in China. It's all about the party. Right. <laughs> and, but also, too, people in Hollywood, they're beholden to the bottom line. You know, a lot of friends of mine, you know, claim that they're Democrats because you, you pretty much have to be in Hollywood if you want to get anywhere. And, right. or, and, and if you're not, you just, you keep, you, you know, you stay quiet about it. Um, but the tough part about, you know, what The Rock is saying and a lot of, you know, the way that people in the business work is they don't really, and especially when you get up to the point of, like, rock status, you don't really give a shit who the president is or what kind of politics is happening in the United States because your main focus is on China because they're funding all the movies that you're in. True. So you got to make them happy. And whoever is in office, whatever party is in office that has the best relationship with China, that's who you want. And I think a lot of people, you know, you, we all get, especially on the left and in the right as well, you get, they get, um, they get caught up in, in social issues, you know, abortion being the big one of them, and they hang their hats on that. But at the end of the day, People in Hollywood, the reason why they're Democrats now is because of the money pipeline coming in from yeah. China and the way that Democrats cozy up to the chai comms. Yeah. What, what am I supposed to support today? Yeah. What keeps things going? No, 100%. No, I, that's, that's true. I mean, I, I agree. I agree. And, and, it's, and it's also, I mean, and, and, and to your point, you know, playing not devil's advocate, the opposite of that, I guess, is— for the people who are now turning on Biden, like it's kind of the thing to do. Like, it, it, honestly, you're a, a total dumbass if you support Biden. Yeah. So, like, if you're smart, I mean, and if you're smart and you're in that so-called, you know, Hollywood elite or global elite, the smart thing to do would be like, I support the Democrat Party. I don't support this person because it makes you seem reasonable. Makes you seem like, okay, you're you're not a total jackass. Like, there's, I mean, you you see the people out there who continue to be like. This guy's so great. He's such a good, you know, po not Rob Reiner being the worst offender. Oh my gosh, he's so bad. <laughs> Him and um, I'm trying to think of the dude's name right now. Um, I'll see his crap on my feed later tonight. I'll be scrolling, having a drink, and I'll see it, and I'll get mad, and I'll put my phone down out of anger. I can't think of his name. But there's another one who's like that. Stephen King's really bad. Um, yeah. But this, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Tedrick, Jeff Tedrick. Oh, yeah. He, like... I mean, there, there, there's just so many that are so bad, so angry. They just don't get it at all. Uh, but I get, I mean, I, again, at the end of the day, what I want on a personal level, I, I, I want what I want, but I also know that I don't get everything that I want. So what I, what I'd like is at least some people to have more reasonable, I, I'd like that even if they're not on our side, which most of them aren't, I'd like them to have an understanding of both sides. Because that allows for, for conversation. Most people don't even have that. Like, that should be a very low threshold, low bar. But that's not even there. It's just, it's just not. Everyone is so entrenched in where they are. You know, I, I'd like people to be where we frankly are as a show. I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back or do anything. We're very consistent about hating everyone, both parties on this show. Like, realize that none of them have your best interest at heart. Like, can we get there? Can we get there? And then if some great candidate pops up, rally around that. And, and we have some great candidates. I'm not saying we don't have great candidates, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, 
I just want to get back to the point where there's discussion, because if we don't have discussion, then we're, we're certain for either civil war or divorce. And I'd prefer not to do that, um, particularly right now, just because I love the holidays. So if we're going to, it needs to, you know, at least be January or something. But, but you know, New Year's resolution. Like, like let's. Like, I, I just and and I know it's all contrived and it's not all genuine. I just that, but that's what I love about that show is because you you some people will go on Rogan's show and do it and be a dick and like stick their feet in the sand and and or the whatever analogy you want to go with and 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 stick to their guns. But but there's actual conversation where it's like. Okay, maybe I came into this and I was a hardcore Biden person, not because I actually believed it, but because I thought I needed to be. And as I'm having this conversation, whoever this fictitious person is I'm making up here, I'm realizing that that's not reasonable or realistic, and that's not where the rest of the world is. Because as much as you hear stuff on the far right and the far left, that's not where the real world is. The real world likes to have conversations like Joe Rogan does in Newsflash. That's why he has fucking 11 million listens per episode is because— most people are in that realm, right? I hope. Yeah, but Joe Joe is an anomaly. You know, the, he he's a unicorn. No, he is. But yeah, when when it comes to being able to bridge the gap between people who have different political ideals and views, and you know, Joe Joe's you know is an old school liberal. You know, his parents were both hippies, and. It, 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 it's funny to see it's not really a, a transformation it's just sort of an awakening because Joe you know in 2016 supported Bernie Sanders and he believes that it, it was his endorsement that cost Bernie getting the nomination and you know to see Joe kind of come from that where he was very idealistic like you know just about every liberal is but I think, you know, a combination of things started opening his eyes, and it had to do with getting other people with different perspectives coming on his show. And so I do think that you're right, that talking with people who do have different perspectives is good, uh, as long as they're not just spewing talking points. 100%. It's got to be genuine. Yeah. It's, it's got to come from a, a place of— Whereas I, I like really like listening to RFK because I think that he's got a lot of good points when it comes to conservation, when it comes to vaccines, him going barefoot in an airplane. I can't get over him. You know, his, you know, staunchness when it comes to climate change. I can't get over that. He's yeah. wanting to ban the Second Amendment or ban guns. I can't get over that. So those two Second Amendment and climate change are non-starters for me with RFK. Everything else, I, he seems like a nice enough guy. You know, my, my wife, you know, just wrapped a show with him last, with his wife last year. It, she's really nice. You know, they, they, they just see, they're really nice, but we differ on two different things. And right. it's going to be really hard for you to, you know, it, agree with somebody 100%. It just doesn't happen. And I think that, you know, we are so hyper-focused now on only wanting to engage with people in things that we like and we're we're being conditioned not to tolerate anything that we don't like 100%. and i think you're seeing that with the younger generation you're seeing that you know when they talk about hate speech and about being triggered they're being conditioned they're being conditioned to be intolerant creatures yeah and you know we've got you know two generations that are like that yeah which is which is literally, 
I, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. Like, I would love, honestly, my, I know most of you guys probably in the audience wouldn't like it. My preference would be, you know, we've started bringing guests back and doing that again and, and, and doing guest stuff. We've got great contacts. We've got lots of great friends in the space. Uh, it's a pain in the butt to do it for their schedule, for our schedule. All of that's just, it comes with logistics. But my preference would be to have people from the other side on the show. It, uh, virtually or sitting here on the couch, like, that'd be my preference to have those discussions because I think that it, those discussions do eventually breed tolerance and they breed an understanding of the other side. Doesn't mean we're gonna flip and be like, okay, you know what, you're right, I do wanna kill babies. No, like, absolutely not, of course not. But I think those conversations are just so good for people to hear because it also is a reminder that there's there's some reasonable people out there, and and then there's some that obviously that would never work with. But I, I that's my favorite part is how he bridges that. And I like to do, I I still remember having conversations overseas. And I know I've referenced them all the time. There's not many people on the operational side of the community who do counterterrorism stuff, but there's some who are who are more left of center. And you sit around and have conversations, and they're deep, and they're good, and, and there's stuff that you end up agreeing on. There's stuff that you're like, nope, totally disagree. I think you're an idiot on that. But you don't say it that way, but you, but, but you have those, uh, th those conversations. At minimum, I think they're just better for the people having the conversation's heart. <laughs> it's, well, that's why Joe's show works, because it's the format. He's got three hours and change or to talk to somebody. Right. Yeah, whatever it takes. Let's just, let's just have fun. Well, and I feel like the, the, the bigger issue is that the parties have lost sight of the main goal. When you think about, like, the Founding Fathers, what were they trying to do? Make this country amazing. They both had the same goal. Yes, they may have had different, different ideas of how they wanted it to run, but at the end of the day, it was, let's make America thrive. Now that has trickled down to the civilians, everyone, you know, the Americans, everyone, and they've taken these hard sides when, they don't, when they're missing the point, missing the big picture. We need America to be— united and right now it's not because we are so divided because they yeah. want to our over politicians are yeah. united we have yeah. one party yeah. <laughs> they're, they're united and they yeah. and they need us divided but I mean, yeah they're dividing us the best, the best tool beast is the best tool uh, it's the best tool that you can that you can use when you want to bring about change that change could in most cases in that in that sense is obviously nefarious and bad but but you need that i mean it is very purposeful I, I, you guys are smart enough and, and intellectually capable enough in the audience to know this. What, what we're experiencing as a country right now in terms of why we're all walking around at an 8, 9, or 10, why we hate each other, why we're at each other's throats, you don't get there if it's not intentional. It, it, it is. It, we're all broken, and, and we make bad decisions, and we, we say stupid things, yes, but it, the, the only way we get there is, is by design. And, and it's, it's done on purpose. A perfect example is what's been going on for the last three days in this Osama bin Laden letter on TikTok. Osama bin Laden, for a lot of people, a lot of the younger generation, is becoming a sympathetic character. And right now, TikTok has gone through and is trying to scrub every reference to the Osama bin Laden letter and every, all, the, you know, all these younger people's take— on this letter, it's truly amazing. And you talk about, you know, propaganda. I guarantee you that the, you know, whatever the 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 Chinese version of the CIA is, they're the ones responsible for this. Yeah. No, absolutely. They're they're 
If you want to get people to hate their own country and to get people to start talking about Osama bin Laden being a good guy, that's <laughs> a pretty good way of doing it. Yeah. No, it is. And, 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 and it's a classic intel operation. You know, that's I tell you, have you read that letter? I've not read the letter. I, there's some there's a few things in there that bug me that make me think that he did not write that. Well, that's entirely possible. I mean, you're taking a, le a supposed letter from a, a huge deal, some of which was real, some of which was orchestrated over a long span of time. And then you're working it into a intelligence operation, a misinformation operation where you're in inserting a fissure into a population to try and make the, I mean, it all makes sense. I mean, it would, it would make, honestly, it makes more sense at this point that it's not than it is. I, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. And, you know, I didn't read any of his, his letters or his diary before we killed like, but like that, that's, that's it. That that's how intelligence works. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just, to me, there's something fishy about it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right, we're up against a break. Let's take our last break here. When we come back, we've got Welcome to Absurdia. Tom's going to take us on a journey. We've got That's Meme-tastic, and we've got Nate the Juggalo, who's going to stop by, do some sports with us to wrap the week. All of that is coming up after this short break. Stick around. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared, this may catch many off guard. Your hard earned assets are in jeopardy, but there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. My towels solve the problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Get more of Drew, the crew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge Coin. 
Access to Booze and Banter, an exclusive tailgate show for Coin Club members only, right before This Is My Show. Plus, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes and other in-studio bonuses. And don't forget, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. All members now receive commemorative challenge coins. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. So sign up at dbcoinclub.com. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. so much fun still to get to this next segment something special always a little different always great and we're gonna do it we're gonna do this we're gonna do if we have time meme-tastic we're gonna get a couple sports things in that we just want to touch on briefly before we get out of here Nate the Juggalo will join us but for now let's go to a town that we call Absurdia Absurdia. I am your mayor of Absurdia. And I have spent the last week combing the internet for some of the most glorious clips out there. Drew, this one that's coming up first, I thought of you. I know <laughs> that you're looking for a hobby other than drinking and smoking cigars and hanging out by the pool. So I thought this one would be perfect for you. Makes teeny Godzillas out of grains of rice. I was just gonna say, was that a grain of rice? Yeah. Yes. At first, I, th- I was like, is it rice or was that a fingernail? Like, what yes, was that? That is a grain of rice. Hey, you know what? Mad props to that fella right there. That first of all, super artistic. The detail on that was crazy. But you're doing all of that in a under 
under a microscope. That's really, it's really, put that back up. That's really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, he's got a microscope. He's got goggles. He's got tiny little tools to like make the, uh, to make the Godzilla. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, now, in fairness, I'm not going to pick up that hobby. I don't, that's the, I would break. I would have the microscope and to be. I mean, that would not go. That would not go well for me. That's you know what, Tom. I'm I'm glad you bring up microscopes. Uh, microscopes. Microscopes. <laughs> microscopic sensation. Clearly, you spent a lot of time with microscopes. Yes, clearly I did. I love beakers and all sorts of stuff. Lab coats. It's my jam. Bunsen burners. Bunsen. I mean, there's at least you can make money off of those. But um, I saw this clip the other day. I thought of you because you had ramen not too long ago at the studio. And um, someone took far, far less impressive than what you just showed me, by the way. Someone took uh, ramen, took it out of the package, you know, the, the brick, put it. Did you see? Have you guys seen this? They put it under a microscope. You know, there's all these concerns about our food. They put it under the microscope. And I just, I won't spoil it, but I'll just tell you, you don't want to see what it looks like under the microscope. And then they dumped the contents of the, the little silver packet. packet. I love that. Why are you spoiling it for me? That's my favorite. Ramen is my guilty pleasure. Are you telling me that they're like little microbial, like little parasites or something in it? Well, it looked like parasites and it also looked like hair on it. I mean, it was like hair I can deal with. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm but under a microscope, you're seeing all the follicles and all the you know the stuff that goes with it. So I feel like it, that's not fair, you know. Like I, no, maybe not. Maybe it's not fair. I'm not trying to ruin it for you. I, ramen is a great guilty Ramen's pleasure. Great. I, I won't stop eating it either. <laughs> but I, but I did have a moment of pause <laughs> after watching the video. I was like, that is gross. But were you honey, eating, do we have any ramen? Were you eating ramen while you watched it? No, this is disgusting. <laughs> Um, no, I wasn't. I no, I, I don't want to ruin it for you. Ramen is great. And what, I mean, what would our college kids do without ramen? Exactly. All right, Disco, what's the next video? Okay, this one, I selected this one, Drew, because I know how much both you and Disco like sort of these Rube Goldberg inventions as much as I do. And so this one, it, it, whoever did this video, I'm sure that the three of us would be friends with. Let's take a look. so far this is amazing oh i've seen this one this is great <laughs> that's genius yep. Yep. <laughs> that guy See, I, I really enjoy videos like this because somebody has taken the time to try and figure this out and me like you know what we have all these people like you know filling up a bathtub with you know uh, cans of spam or whatever and like bathing in it this actually is something that you know is somewhat plausible that you like the average person could do and it's all about grilling Yes, in, yeah. in the the hot dog delivery to the grill. So. I live for grilling, and uh, you know I imagine swapping out the hot dogs for a brat because I'm more of a brat guy than a hot dog. I'll eat a hot dog. Don't get me wrong. Um, and shockingly, I didn't have a hot dog at the Vikes game last weekend. But but that's that's amazing. It's it's hilarious that people come up with that because obviously it takes more time to do that than to just do it. 
but I like the creativity points and I'd much rather do that because then you can be like, look at what I'm doing. Honey, are you going to grill the meat? Yep, I am. Here it comes. And, and then, that's amazing. No, I, I was watching uh, Back to the Future the other day. And you know, at the beginning of the first one, he shows like how he gets the, the, the dog yeah. food ready for Einstein. And then and I was assuming at the third one, he gets breakfast ready. He gets the eggs cracked to get on the skillet and t- toasting the bread, even though he doesn't have a toaster. I thought, man, Doc totally had it figured out with, you know, you know what? I need to remember to eat breakfast, so I'm going to just make a machine out of it. There you go. All right, let's fire up this next one here. Let's see. What do we got? Oh, yes. <laughs> I just love the laughter from Tom. <laughs> this one, out of everything that has become an Olympic sport, this one definitely needs to be an Olympic sport. And, Drew I, and Disco, I know that you're going to back me up on this when you see this because I think that you and us three would make for marvelous judges for this activity. <laughs> Go ahead. Look at the form. <laughs> that is amazing. That's like the greatest sport ever, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I can't, that is so good. What would be even better is if they had like mermaid costumes on. Yes. That is fantastic. I know. This definitely needs to be an Olympic sport. Uh, yep. I know. I, I agree. I actually, I'm, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to the Olympics. I hate it when they add new random crap. I would be totally on board with adding that. I yeah. think we write a letter. I know. Can you imagine going to the pitch meeting with the Olympic committee and go, okay, fellas, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and well, sit uh, back. Like it's, 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 it, I mean, it seems hard, but it's rather simple. We just got to get at least, you know, it's, it's like 95% of the countries in the world to play the sport. So we just got to, you know, get little that cells. Seems like it's going to be a hard thing. Little cells yeah. out there and then it'll grow. So, But, I mean, it helps, a, it helps the, the little people. I mean, it's... And that's the thing. That's the argument you make. Like they say no, and you're like, okay. So Think of the little people. Midgets, yeah. Like, <laughs> you anti-little person. Yeah. What a douchebag. This. Uh, I, I think this. If you want to boost ratings, you know, get rid of synchronized swimming and have this, and the ratings are going to go through the roof. You know what? It, even if the Olympic Committee says no to it, I think that, you know, there's there's an ability for us to have some sort of promotion with this and establish some I was just going to say, fuck the Olympics. Let's just create our own league. <laughs> yeah. we, we, this is what we do. We started at, like, a halftime during, like, a collegiate or high school swim meet. Like, oh, here comes the uh, whatever we're going to call it, and then it comes out, and then it grows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about, I won't say it, but we were talking about, Tom, another potential event that we'd like to cover. This, this, would, be, this, would, this would be better than that. Oh, yeah. Something to, something to think about. That'll be in our next, our next meeting. All uh, right. I believe this next video, this chick in this video is just, it makes me sad for America. If this is who I'm thinking it is, yeah, it is. Oh, this woman. I... I really don't have a setup for it. You just have to see how pitiful she is. In my quest to support as many Palestinian businesses as possible in a single day, I found a Palestinian grocery store. And look, there was a vegan food label on something. Not everything here is from Palestine, but I did pick up some tahini, filo dough, which I'm so excited to bake with for the first time, and olives because I know Palestine has the best olives. Would you go here? We're all dumber for watching that. <laughs> we award you no points. 
Yes. Oh my God. She, she's trying to support because everybody's supporting Palestine right now, and so now she runs a Palestine a Palestine a Palestine grocery store, and they've got vegan options. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to bake with phyllo dough. <laughs> and I didn't know that the Gaza or Judea and Samaria were known for olives. Did you, Drew? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I know that they're from that region of the world. Uh, you just don't—I don't usually link it to Gaza and Palestine. Um, That—that's— that that's a perfect example of of our youth and and what you'll find. that that that's why you don't go to TikTok because that's the kind of stuff that you see. <laughs> and not only do you see it, but those are the types of videos that are like, I'm an influencer on TikTok. What do you do? I make videos about supporting Palestine and buying phyllo dough. Like <laughs> it's just it's amazing about it's like what this whole conflict has been going on for thousands of years and she distills it down to baking and olives yeah <laughs> now in fairness it's it's you know almost 8 30 and they're getting close to 8 30 and i i want everything that she just had because i'm starving i just don't want it from her um, and I don't want her generation to, I, 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 can we move on? All right. This last video, just pay special attention to the end of the video because okay. it just, the beginning of it looks like, you know, your typical red carpet with a lot of, you know, vamping going on and posing for cameras and everything. But this, I'll just play it and I'll, I'll explain later. I love this photog with the uh, leather straps. That he yeah, has. it looks like a, a holster. Yeah. She's making her way down. Yeah. Yeah, Erica. She's all gussied up. Backing down the red carpet. And people clapping at her outfit and her style. And surprise. <laughs> It's a funeral. <laughs> I did not. I was not. With an open casket. I was. Yes. Is that is that his wife? I, I think she's just a family member because there are other people at the door waiting to make their grand entrance. But... What in the, what just happened? <laughs> I was not expecting this, that this is, at all. I was this, waiting for it to trip. It's one of the best funerals you could ever have. I mean, come on, seriously. You've got a red carpet going on. You have your loved ones who are, you know, in grief and in mourning coming down and, and vamping for everybody who's taking pictures. You have, <laughs> you, have a, you hired paparazzi to come down and, you know, get the shot of you making the long walk to the casket. Oh, that, dear God. You know, First, I had a great idea for my funeral. I, like, brought it up to my wife the other night, and she was like, what? I'm like, I'm just, I got a great idea, and I have a good friend of mine that's going to rickroll everyone for me for the last time, you know, at my funeral. And she's like, well, I'm like, just don't worry. He's going to come up and say, I, ha I, have, I have a, put me at this part in the event, and that's what it is. I thought that was outlandish. That. 
That's I'm next level. Speech, I know, speechless. dude, that's a whole new industry. If this is the way that funerals are going to go now in the United States, you know, you're going to have funeral planners like you have wedding planners, and it's going to be the invite to get, oh, you know, Joe so-and-so died. Oh, my God, were you at his funeral? Oh, there were so many cameras there. And you're going to have people sitting outside, standing outside with cameras going, okay, we have Erica here. Erica, who are you wearing tonight? Dear God. <laughs> You imagine going, what was the last, can you imagine going to a funeral and having to do that? No, oh, I can't imagine being at the funeral and having to watch that. Like, what is happening right now? I mean, uh, like, what's, like, do you have a cold beer guy next? Peanuts, get, get your, your peanuts. Uh, well, you're definitely, getting, you're definitely going to have hors d'oeuvres and champagne if you've got that going. 100% you are. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, they're probably, they're going to be small, but they're, they're probably going to be quite tasty. Quite delectable. Yes. And so that's what I give you from the land of Absurdia. Well, I thank you, Tom. That was something. <laughs> that was... That, that, those, those five videos were, were pretty great. Hot dogs. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that was Absurdia. Um, from Absurdia... Two, we're going to do a quick sports thing, then we're going to do that's meme-tastic. So you got you got to stick around for both. So let's do uh, a quick thing here. Let's let's do uh, some sports real quick. That was the wrong one. That was the it? wrong one. Yeah. Hang on. Where'd it go? I don't know. Well, let's just do this. Here it is. Let's just. You, you ready for it? Let's go. Yeah. The same one? Yeah. No. What's going on? That's the wrong one. I, Everything's got a race. We're going to bring Nate in in a second. Real quick before we bring Nate in, he's here uh, looking fantastic, might I add. Rook, I only have four games to, uh, in the college the college world to look look forward to, but I, I, let's pull up the look, things to look forward to graphic because um, there are a couple. There's, it's not as great of a weekend, but there are a couple just to, to take note of if, if you're a college football fan. Um, so, so take a look at these. Yeah, let's resize that shit. There we go. Um, and – that's fine. And there you go. So we got Georgia going to Tennessee. Number one, Georgia at number 18, Tennessee. Looking forward to that game. Should be good. Um, probably won't be as good as we want it to be, if we're being honest. But it has the potential to be. It's, you know, at Neyland Stadium. Then we got number 21, Kansas State going to Kansas. Number 25, ranked Kansas. Should be interesting. It's good to see K-State back. Interesting to see Kansas in the mix. Number five, Washington going to Oregon State. That should be a good game. And then UCLA, USC going to go to bat, neither of which rank. Chip Kelly may be playing or fighting for his job, not playing, but coaching for his job. Um, so we'll see about that. Some interesting games, some great uh, this, the NFL, you know, in terms of tonight, the game tonight that we've got between the uh, the Bengals and the Ravens should be good. Already going, the, the, the Ravens up 7 nothing. We've got a good Sunday night game. Yes, my team's involved. And then Monday night, a great matchup as well. But let's bring in Nate and get to to pick six here. Uh, Nate, what's up, brother? How's it going, Drew? Oh, it's going good, man. Let's um, let's get to it. We didn't get to do this last week because we, we had a, a pre-record because I was traveling. Uh, so I'm excited to, to have you back in. Give some thoughts for those folks who are going to be watching games and or might be betting on games, which really plays in more here. 
But here's the six picks that we've got from you this week. Let's look at the first one here. We got Shakur, uh, Shakur Stevenson who is versus Edwin De Los, Santo, uh, De Los Santos. Uh, that's happening tonight, by the way. What are your thoughts yeah. on this? I think it's interesting to have some Thursday night boxing, but I think it's great. You know what I'm saying? Shakur Stevenson, he's kind of a young prodigy here, moving up weight classes. Um, you know, he's, yeah, he's one of the guys that people are saying, you know, the future, and he hasn't been beat yet. So he's kind of lived up to it. Former Olympian. Um, yeah, he's heavily favored to win this fight. So I said, you know what? Take a little bit of money and throw it on Dillo Santos to win. You okay. can get him for 10 to 1. The dude's got 14 knockouts out of his 16 wins. He's only lost once. He's a hell of a fighter, it seems like. So you never know. You never know. Take a little money. Take that 10 to 1. It's a nice little payday. But most likely, Stevenson wins by points. Maybe you split the difference. You go for Stevenson on a KO. Pays out about plus 310. Not bad. But, you know, it all depends on what you want to do. Okay. All right. So that's tonight. Also happening tonight is your second pick. Right now it's happening, in fact. You got the Bengals uh, at the Ravens. Joe yes, Burrow, sir. Lamar Jackson. What What are we going with here? Um, I took the under. Um, okay. The Ravens' defense is for real. Um, the Bengals' wide receiver room's a little hurt. No T. Higgins tonight. Um, Jamar Chase, I think, is back still bothering him from two weeks ago. And, you know, it's one of those games everyone expects a barn burner, but – but the defenses to come out. The Bengals defense had been playing great for about four or five straight games until last week when they got hammered by Houston. But I mean, it's, you know, they're still, they're still there. They're still good. So I, I'm expecting a little more of a low scoring game. As you said, Ravens are up seven, nothing, but you know, opening drives always planned out ahead of time. Yeah, no, you got, you got your scripted start. You got, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting home and watching the the second part of that game. Um, you know, it's a good matchup. You do you do have a banged up Bengals team, but you've kind of seen them getting back a little bit more into form. By the way, you, you had Chase the other day who was talking about it would be great to get Justin Jefferson back here playing together with me. Shut up, Chase. All right, he's staying in Minnesota. You watch your mouth when you're talking to me. They don't even want to pay T. Higgins, but yet they're going to somehow pay Justin Jefferson. Exactly. To come yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, but, but you know, people can dream, and then we'll, we'll shatter their dreams. Uh, let's talk about this next pick. We got the OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Warriors. That game also happening tonight. How are you picking that one? Uh, I like the Thunder minus two. Um, the Warriors are, you know, in a little disarray right now. They got into a big scuffle in Minnesota two nights ago. I saw that. <laughs> it was great. It was a throwback to some – 80s 90s basketball you know and they just let they just let loose on the court yeah all right so like minus a, two you got an enforcer and he you know he did business when he had to and it got draymond suspended for five games so he's out but um the thunder are young they play hard every game they're very talented and i still feel like the warriors still kind of have that bullseye on their head of just like we are the dynasty we won three times straight we've got several hall of famers on the squad and I think the young team still want to go out there and beat them every time they can. So I like the Thunder minus two. Thunder minus two. There's the pick there. Pick four, Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl rematch Monday night. Again, our primetime games tonight, Sunday and Monday, all pretty good. Uh, all pretty interesting storylines. How are you going to pick on this one? I'm going Chiefs minus two and a half. But uh, full disclosure, I'm a Chiefs fan. Okay, fair enough. Well, I mean, we all have biases, right, Nate? I mean, I'm... 
I'm a Vikes fan. I was just in Minneapolis last week. That's why we couldn't do it. I was there for the Vikes game. Um, but but so we all have our biases. So minus two and a half Chiefs. Why? Uh, you know, I would never bet against Patrick Mahomes. But, um, you know, the Eagles secondary is beat up. They've had eight or ten different guys back in there due to injuries this season. I think Mahomes will just pick them apart, even just dink and dunk it around the field if he has to. And, you know, the Chiefs defense has been pretty good. They still seem to be trying to make up for losing Nick Bolton, but I think they hold up. I like I like the Chiefs over them at home, too. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I mean, it's a tough Tough place. And in all, you know, fairness and transparency, I hate the, the Eagles. Actually, I don't necessarily hate the Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he seems like he's a, a legit good guy. I just yeah. don't like Eagles fans. And if you're one of them out there, I'm sorry, but I don't care. Um, I, I just, I, I'd love to see that happen. And obviously having things change and get shaken up over in the NFC side of things, even though they're well ahead of where we are in, in Minnesota, I, I just would like to see it. So I'm with you on that one. Georgia, Tennessee, it's one of the games I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, how, how are you going here? You got number one Georgia going into Neyland Stadium. What what are you looking for? Uh, I'm taking Georgia, the Bulldogs. The spread on this one is ten and a half. I think I saw it ten some places. Um, Tennessee t- seems to get hammered by good teams. They just got beat up by Missouri last week. Yeah. So uh, yeah, now that they're playing the number one team, I see them losing by more than ten, losing by double digits for sure. When they've lost to several other teams, some ranked even lower than them, that creamed them for over ten, over twenty points sometimes. Well, it's been interesting, too. I mean, I agree. I think that's how it shakes out. But Missouri's been tricky. I think you're 100% right on this pick. But I think Missouri's been tricky this year. I mean, they've they've not to put K-State in the same category, but the K-State game was so so interesting and fun to watch. They've had some other games they've hung in there. I mean, they Missouri hung in there against Georgia, lost by nine. Um, you know, I mean, they, they've been an interesting team. So beating up on them is different, but, but I feel like Georgia's kind of hitting their stride. Most of the year I've been like, they're not as good as they were. And I think they're beatable. And I still actually think they are, but, but they're, they're kind of figuring out ways to win and win in, in pretty dominant fashion. Mm-hmm. And each game that goes by, you know, they only just dial it in a little bit better and a little more, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that we have stolen their signs and that we beat them in the playoff if we if we meet them, uh, us in Michigan. Um, okay, so Titans-Jaguars. We got a game happening right here down the road from us in Jacksonville. You got the Titans coming in. We'll play the music when they run out. And how are you going to vote on this game? How are you going to pick on this game, I should say? Taking the Jaguars there, taking the Jags. Um you know, Tennessee, they got their new rookie quarterback, Will Levis, and he's kind of showing them, giving them a little more offense, but hasn't exactly translated to a lot of wins or a lot of things you can count as being good. They got one win out of it, and last week they got tuned up by the Buccaneers. They only put up seven points. Jacksonville's a far better offense and defense than Tampa Bay. The division matchup, too, Jacksonville's only one game ahead of Houston in the division, so this is a huge game for them to just go out at home and just crush a divisional opponent who hasn't been that good even when they which whichever quarterback they have, they haven't really been great. So Right. They had, yeah, Will Levis's first game, kind of a, a, a nice flash there. CJ Stroud been really impressive in Houston, who's the game back, but but the Jags yeah. are one of the most balanced team. I'm not, they're my number two team. They're not the Vikes for me, but I do like them. I do support them because they're here. They've been they've been very balanced. They've been a very strong, just consistently good football team this year. 
um, yeah. for sure. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, let's get to uh, we've we've done the first six. Let's get to our extra point here. Yeah. Okay, we've got an extra point. Our seventh pick, the bonus pick. For you yes. betters out there, what are, what are you going with? And, and this is another parlay. It's, it's frequently a parlay for the for the for the bonus pick here, the extra point. R- remind people again what a parlay is, and and then and then share your pick. Well, you gotta go. You gotta go deep with the uh, extra point. You know what I mean? You, you gotta. You, you just gotta go for something out there. You just gotta find something and just go for it. So the parlay is when you take multiple bets and combine them into one for a better pay. And it multiplies by each leg you put in, as it's called. So each each part of the bet. So for this one, I cooked up a real a real special one for you. We got six teams involved. We got the Bills, we got the 49ers, we got the Lions, the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Cowboys, all to win. And it pays out plus 323, which would mean a hundred dollar bet pays 323 dollars. And you know, so basically for every dollar you get three dollars and twenty-three cents. Those are all pretty favorite heavy heavy favorites this week. For some reason, I don't know about the Cowboys, though. Feel free to take them out of there. They're playing the Panthers. The Panthers have been terrible. The Cowboys have been good. But every time the Cowboys start doing good, they do something bad and just right. shake everyone's confidence. And there'd be nothing like that, like losing to the Panthers, who are due for a win. And it's just something the Cowboys would do. Well, I mean, yeah, and reminder, I mean, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals earlier this year. I mean, and and then they go out and they have games where they curb stomp the shit out of San Francisco. I mean, it's just that they are. They're all over the place. You don't know what you're what you're getting. Like you should you should expect it to go great for them. But but you you just you don't know Um, Know what you're going to get. Yeah. All right. Well, I like that. I appreciate you explaining what a parlay is to folks. Um, it is an opportunity to do that if you feel good about, and it doesn't have to like, 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 like Nate's saying, take Cowboys out if you want. If you want it to be the, the five teams, you know, parlay it that way. However you want to do it. Um, yeah, take whatever. But, out. It's just a basic guideline. You can kind of look at those teams, see that they're all playing teams that are a lot lower than them, a lot lesser than them. And if there's one you don't feel about, two you don't feel about, pull it out. You know, you do you. But there's a there's a little guideline for you, a little framework. 100%. I love it. Travis Kelsey probably not pulling out this weekend. Hey, um, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> Nate, we appreciate you being here, man. Thanks for, for giving us your picks. I hope that if you went with those picks, since I assume you are, that they go well for you. If you guys are betting, if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, going to weigh in on these games, put your money on the line. I hope it goes well for you as well. Uh, we'll look forward to having you back next, actually not next Thursday, next Thursday's Thanksgiving. So we hope you have an awesome Thanksgiving. We'll look forward to seeing you the following week, brother. Great, man. Thank you. I'll see you then. That sounds like a plan. Have a good holiday. Yeah, you too. You too. Have a great one. Enjoy the games. Uh, Folks, we got one last thing for you, and then we're going to run. Then we're going to get into our weekend. We're going to finish the week that we do uh, the way that we do a lot of times around here, which is with one of our crazy segments. And this one's That's Meme-tastic. That's That's Meme-tastic. That's Meme-tastic. We should do that one more time. I know when Nate says parlay, you automatically associate it with parfait and start thinking about ice cream. <laughs> I'm telling you, the peanut butter parfait from Dairy Queen is one of the most underrated and amazing desserts in American history. How did I know, Disco? <laughs> it's so good. But it's also, it also drooling. reminds me of, um, oh, what's the, what's the term in, um, 
In Braveheart. Oh, Prima Nocte. Prima Nocte. Yeah, totally, totally different now that I say it. I just um, think of parts of the. Those Caribbean. sound great, though. I mean, sexual, you know, scene. Although that's violent and, and not. <laughs> never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> Peanut mustard parfaits are better. Um, <clears throat> great movie, though. Great movie. Um, hard to recover from that. Let's let's go on with our first meme of the night here. Fun. We've got a chick doing archaeology stuff. Fun fact, a majority of archaeologists are women due to their natural ability to dig up the past. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Okay. Sh by the way, shared by a woman. I you know, I got that from a woman. So I'm I'm not that's I love my wife. I really do. I really do. <laughs> um, okay, here's a fact about bacon. Love People bacon. who eat bacon are less likely to blow themselves up in the name of Allah. And that breakfast I think looks that actually delicious. checks out. Yeah. That breakfast looks it does. great. Although, I, do we need the, I, the beans? I actually like the mushroom element. I think that's fun. I like working in mushrooms, usually more like sauteed and cut up with onions at breakfast. But do we need the beans? Yeah, yes. substitute for like potatoes. That's what I would I do. I like the beans. Okay. You like the beans? Yes. Okay. I mean, I love beans too. Here, here, you know, we're working every once in a while to a little uh, little brunch treat. And I'll just, I'll just share it with you right now because I'm feeling generous. Is we'll work in refried beans. Like a like a side of refried beans, maybe put some cojita on it. Do you have tortillas or do you have toast? Sometimes, sometimes we'll do like a, a top. Actually, we've been doing that a lot. I've been making these potatoes. I don't have time to share the recipe, but they're delightful. Um, and then we'll do some some breakfast tortilla or breakfast tacos, basically with the refried base, eggs, bacon, all sorts of other stuff in there. Delightful, delightful. But. But I don't know if I'd go with those exact beans. That seems like we're having a barbecue or a Mexican extravaganza. Mm. Do we have a barbecue extravaganza? I mean, I feel like we're going to plan one now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Next, next meme. Well, I guess the one. No, it doesn't affect my baby. A, a pregnant She's woman drinking. And smoking. And, oh, and smoking. I didn't see that. And then 50 years later, you've got Nikki Haley. Yep. Okay. All right. She, I mean, she's. Man, she's gone a different she's gone a different direction. Uh, Tom, is this one from you? Yep. <laughs> it's now my profile pic. We've seen this picture, the original version floating around. Yeah, it's of Jeff Bezos in his uh, new wife. What's her name? I, can't, I, don't I always forget her name. I didn't even know what his first wife's name was. But they were in featured Vogue magazine, and one of the shoots they did was this sort of Western motif. Right. And then there was a shot, and here it is. Kind of changed a little bit. Gavin Newsom just <laughs> clinging on. He's got a tight body, nice breasts. Lauren Sanchez. Uh, with Xi Jinping. Okay, yeah. You know what? I'll actually give... Sometimes they're so bad, obviously you can tell it's fake. No, that was a good that Photoshop. Photoshop is actually yeah, yeah. really pretty damn yeah. good. They did a good job. And G, I mean... For as bad of a dictator and horrible person as he is, I mean, he looks pretty good in the He's keeping hand. it tight, yeah. yeah. Okay, next meme. We got the two-button option that we see so often. Clean streets for G, clean streets for local residents, and he's sweating. It was a pretty obvious choice. He went with cleaning it for the Chinese president. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, I'm seeing the next one. 
<laughs> did you send this one? Yes, he did. Yes. yes. Go ahead, Tom. It's my favorite. Well, it's a picture of Chris Christie, and I believe he's in Ukraine with some body armor on. And it has the CSI logo, and it's CSI Golden Corral. You know he loves Golden Corral. I saw, but speaking of Chris Christie, real quick, I saw a video this morning. I think it was. I'm like I'm, you know, I, I, you guys know my routine, but I'll, I get up, I have my coffee, usually take a, a kid or kids to school, depending on which ones were how we've divided and conquered. And then I come back and I sit and I work on stories for the show and scour the inter world wide web. And I saw this video of Chris Christie dancing. Oh yeah, I've I, seen that. Why did we? I think it, it, it looks so real. If it's not real, it's the most real-looking thing I've ever seen. I'm, I think it's real. I think it's real too. Yeah. And it is so scarring. I, know. I can't get it out of my head. Especially when he turns around and starts wiggling his butt. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's. If you can find that disco, I mean, ruin and it's not even a twerk. It's like it's a weird wiggle. Yeah. Oh, it's. Uh, I, I saw. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much time I sat there sipping coffee, looking at this one. I was like, this isn't real. Why am I watching this? Is that him? It's real. I'm doing. Why am I? Uh, I, I mean, I. I just. I was like. I was fascinated. Is it the one from the Jimmy Fallon show? No. This no. was. It was like on stage in like Iowa or something. Right. I'll, I'll find it while we're talking. Um, all right, let's go to the next meme. Hi, I'm George. I didn't like mean tweets, and now I'm broke. Hi, George. It's a Build Back Better group. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I'm pop this next one up and and read it. I'm gonna find this clip because it's all so right. important. It's a, a cover of a book and says, "Well, that didn't. Well, that didn't shrink government." An abbreviated history of voting Republican. <laughs> no matter what the Republicans do, it never shrinks the government. They always say, oh, we're going to have, we want smaller government, and they keep voting for a bigger government. Sounds right. By the way, I found said video and sent it to Disco. Did you um, email it? Huh? I emailed you, it, yes. Um, that's, that's, that's true. And Chip Roy, yeah. He was spot on. He was spot on. We played that <laughs> clip while you were out earlier, and he, he it's hey, honestly, I love those kind of clips too. By the way, where it's like we suck. How are we supposed to continue to do this and tell our people they should vote for? No one has the balls to do that. That that was that was balls. I appreciated him stepping up and 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 doing that. Uh, okay, next meme. We've got um, a, a person in a pro-choice T-shirt saying they're bombing babies. Screaming it out. Very the angry. They're bombing babies. Yes. No, I mean, you weren't here for that, but we were talking about that earlier. I mean, obviously, that's ludicrous, and but that's who they are. We were talking about the DNC protesters and how the one chick was talking about why they were there and how they're the party of life. And they're so not the party and of life. <laughs> the antithesis of it. <laughs> yes. The, the, they're pro-abortion. They're pro-eugenics. They're pro-euthanasia. They're, they're pro-mutilating uh, um, kids' genitalia. So that would be the, the death of a species. <laughs> right. Yes. 100%. And they're pro, yeah, reducing the population for the sake of climate change. They're, they're, they're the worst. Let's save that. Um, and we'll finish on Chris Christie dancing. <laughs> People are leaving right now. Like, I'm out. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Um, okay, we've got a protester, of course, wearing a mask. Equal pay for men on OnlyFans. Totally supportive of that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's only <laughs> fair. 
Why not? I mean, I was thinking the other day, I mean, it's uh, it's hard being in conservative media. We've probably talked about it before, but why don't we just start an OnlyFans page? What would it be? Would it be like, would you show your face or would it be like a part of your body, like a foot thing or? I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. I mean, you can do more stuff than just freaky, sexy stuff, right? Or not sexy. Sexy implies it's good. Freaky. I'm yeah, just... you could do knitting. Yeah, I mean, maybe we start a knitting club. Okay, at least it's that. Because now I'm just thinking I'm the one who has to set up the cameras. and. All what if we stuff. crochet our pubic hair? Oh, gosh. Hmm. That's. Hey, there's a woman. Keep it tight down there, folks. There's a woman who is uh, making beer. From the yeast of her vagina, and she's no. selling it. Yes, I've heard that. I don't yeah. want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it's I wonder what that beard is. Would that be an IPA? <laughs> would it be an ale? <laughs> I don't know. What exactly would that be? <laughs> but, you know, if you have to get tested after drinking a beer, <laughs> oh, that's, God, that's not where you want to go. It's just, mm, that's not good. I mean, it was bad enough with Gwyneth Paltrow making vagina scented candles. That beer is so next level. <laughs> that makes her seem like that. Of course, you would do that. That's normal. That this, yeah, that's crazy. All right, we got an Israeli combat vest, and it's being contrasted with a Hamas combat vest. One has a baby in it. Of course, that's Hamas because they don't care about life uh, or other people. Touche, touche. All right, so this next one, we talked about how like people are supporting Biden, and they're like, "Oh, you're doing a good job." Yeah. So this is a post from John Leguizamo, and this this is what he put out. I may be old, but I get shit done. And then in there, John Leguizamo said, Biden, getting shit done. <laughs> <laughs> like what, John? <laughs> yeah, like, please, tell me. Dismantling what? everything in our country? <laughs> right. If that's what it— that's what you mean by getting shit done, then you're you're, you're crushing on. it. Yeah. yeah, nailing it. Hundred percent. These luxury beliefs. Whenever I see people like John Leguizamo or anybody who's got a ton of cash saying stuff like that, they're luxury beliefs. They don't live in the real world. They, no. they they don't have a care in the world. No, not not a one. All of them. I mean, we talked earlier. Rob Reiner, Stephen King, all these people. Tedrick. You know, like you guys don't. You don't even understand what normal life is like. And you're speaking like you're the authority on it. You're you're just simply not. It's yeah. It's just it's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. Uh, this is a good one. We've got uh, the UK. My legs broke. They they didn't spell it right there, uh, or they didn't do my it. leg broke. My leg broke. Maybe they're Native American. No, my um, leg broke. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> your appointments in 43 months. Then in America, my leg is broke. Your bill will be seventeen thousand dollars. Then in Canada, as we referenced this week, my leg is broke. Have you considered suicide? <laughs> I mean, that is an option. It is an option, and it's brought up for the reason we talked about it this week the story where <laughs> the woman was just told that she should consider it was a woman, right? Yeah. yeah. She, she was a combat vet who is confined to a wheelchair and wanted a ramp built at her house. And they said, well, we don't, we can't, um, it, it's not in, you know, your insurance plan to have a ramp built for you. Right. Maybe so. we suggest suicide. <laughs> Jesus. It seems like there's so many steps in between. Yeah, I mean, it's time for you to come back. <laughs> but that's what happens when you have socialized medicine is the fact that, you know, and everybody made fun of Sarah Palin about the death panels, but that's exactly what it is. There's a, there's a kid right now, I believe, that he died uh, who was an infant who needed some kind of surgery in 
Italy was going to take him, and they're like, we'll pay for it. I believe it was even the Vatican was going to fly him from England to get the medical treatment that he needed just to help prolong his life. And the overlords at the medical board in uh, England were like, nope. He goes to, you know, and he didn't even get—this kid didn't even get sent home where he could die with his family. He was sent to this weird, sterile ward in this other hospital where he ended up dying. It's ridiculous. Well, and and it's a good reminder, too—I mean, not in this audience, but for everyone out there who's like, wouldn't it just be great if we all had free Medicare or free, you know, free health insurance and we were covered by the government the government did it all? First of all, you're an idiot. But second of all, you understand, like, you will never actually get that treatment. You will be waiting in a line forever. And they will tell you to die. Killing yourself is an option. It's an option. That's what's going to happen. It's happening in Canada. And it just, it, we, I, I bring this up all the time when we talk about law enforcement and people being an open book. That's all great if you think you're an open book, but you're not the one deciding if you broke any laws. Right. Same thing with, you know, your medical condition. It may be a big deal to you and you'd like to get it fixed, but it means nothing to the person deciding if they're going to give you that care. Yeah. No, 100%. All right, so we've got this. Is there audio on this? I don't know, but like I, I was looking this up. So this is actually from Jimmy Fallon show. They're doing the evolution of dance. So this is an expert from I could pull the whole thing if you wanted to see them doing the, the whole evolution of dance. No, but. this is fine. It's enough to just see Chris Christie dance. <laughs> um, let's, if there's audio, we'll, we'll wait to talk about it. If, there, if there's not, we'll talk over it. But for those of you who wanted to throw up your dinner, you know, just to save some calories and just be a little healthier. I'm teasing. That's not we, we shouldn't encourage that. Um, you, you might anyways here because uh, here's Chris Christie dancing. Yeah, no audio. OK, he's getting after it. Dear God, why, why would you think this is OK? It's called the belt grabber. They're, they're like doing different moves. OK, is that like uh, the I don't know. I <clears throat> Oh god, right here. Oh. I just can't, I can't take it. Did you know speaking of <laughs> with Christy backing up like that and shaking his butt and everything? Do you ever get weirded out when you go into a public restroom and you got to take a dump and you sit on the bowl and it, the seat is warm? I don't know <laughs> how I just don't like doing it in public in general. Um, but has that ever happened to you where you're like, oh, I got to go really bad. And you go into the bathroom and you sit down and it's warm and it's like, good. God. I'm a germaphobe. I mean, so I cover that. Th I mean, I put like so much stuff on top of that. Oh, stuff. you're a nester. I'm a nester. Mm. I, yeah. Look, I don't want I don't care what they said in middle school. I don't want AIDS. No, we had this talk actually the day you were gone on Monday. He asked me that question. I said, I don't even like it when it's warm at home. Like, I want it. I don't want to know, like, someone was there right before yeah. me. No, I agree. Needs to be cold. Yeah. How about just a regular seat, not a toilet seat? If you're, like, in the lobby of a hotel and you go and sit down, it's like, ooh. This yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> How do you feel about the uh, the you, padded uh, toilet seats that they those had? Those are awful. I disgust. Those and the wood ones. Remember when the wood ones were in? It's like, oh, you mean the urine-soaked wood? 
<laughs> like, you know that this... How'd you get a splinter in your ass, yeah. Well, <laughs> Dude, you want to, hear, want to hear something funny? When we were moving, we sold a lot of our stuff, and my wife had a wooden toilet seat, and somebody bought it during our online auction. <laughs> Would you buy? That is so disturbing. <laughs> that is so bad. Wow. No, you wouldn't. I mean, I, I, we got to go because our stream's going to end, but guys, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> Ginger, Vag Beer already made me gag yes that will do it <laughs> we went through a phase where people put carpet underneath their toilets mm -hmm. like not just a, a rug but no, like carpet. carpet and then also wooden toilet seats we we're, we've been a broken society for a long time it's not just a new fad thing it's not uh it's time to hit into the weekend folks we so appreciate you being here please hit that like button before you go whichever platform you're on make sure you're subscribed we'll look forward to seeing you on monday it'll be a short week monday tuesday wednesday next week because of thanksgiving but it'll be fun the whole way we hope you have a great weekend be safe be smart be free